If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I am joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit. And hello, Ben. And indeed, everybody. You all right? Hello to everybody. Uh, and also, we're joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, Leanne Burnham-Richards is a paranormal investigator, a founding member of the UK Paranormal Society, and a horror fanatic. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Hello. Hello. How are you, Ben yeah. and Andy? You good? Good. We're good. You. How are you we doing, Leanne? Good. good. Uh, that's quite a list of credentials there. Yeah. A founding member of the UK Paranormal Society. That yes. seems like that's pretty intense and kind of terrifying. I'm a bit spooked out. <laughs> I can't I've lie. been very excited since Ben told me you were coming on, Leanne. Oh. Legit paranormal investigator. We know for one thing, before you even said a word, we're actually providing our listeners with a great service because people often ask something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Your immediate instincts don't follow it, Ben, because they're fictional. You can't call Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think I remember what the, the phone Leanne number Burnham is. Richards. Well. <laughs> you should. You need to get on speed dial. If there's anything yeah. strange happening in your house. Do you get that? Do you get people calling you up and saying something strange has happened? We we get emails and messages oh. on Facebook, and but we'll just guide them to our website because we've got an extensive list of guides to paranormal activity. So That's good. I yeah. I always say this. We've always all of the time the guests we get on have got more credentials and uh, experience <laughs> life experience in the movies we talk about than us. Andy, is that fair to say? I think, Ben, that it takes a special kind of skill to curate all of these different contacts and put them in a semblance of order. So don't do yourself down. That's true. Admin. Believe, believe in yourself. <laughs> believe in myself. I do. <laughs> uh, Leanne, have you been 
interested in the paranormal for like a long, long time? Yeah, like like most people involved in the paranormal, they will tell you started since they were a kid, you know, whether it's, you know, an interest in like horror films, like me, like my dad would let me watch horror films as a child. So I was probably like eight or nine years old. I was watching um, It, Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Bad Taste. So I was watching all these films and then, you know, going upstairs to bed. So that was that was fun. Um, I had my Barbie dolls and after watching like Child's Play I was like really gentle with my dolls I wasn't like brushing them together (laughs) anymore I was like oh you can sit down there and if one would fall over I'd go oopsie (laughs) don't kill me so yeah so yeah please don't kill me so just started kind of you know I was like from all the horror films I was watching it just kind of like piqued my curiosity and then I started you know seeing paranormal tv shows i'm haunted and stuff and then i was like wow people actually do this this is pretty cool and then i joined a local paranormal events company that were putting on events for members of the public so i got to go to some like cool places around the uk like um 30 years drive dudley castle just all over really and um yeah and then back in 2019 paul who is the uh chair of the uk paranormal society approached me and said i've got this great idea for this uh, paranormal charity do you want to be involved and that's what I've been doing for the past four years oh wow oh four years has it been yeah oh, wow well we Amazing. only launched we all launched October 2022 but it took three and a half years to get to the point of launching because when you have a name like UK Paranormal Society you have to get permission from the Secretary of State to use society in your group name then you have to obviously register as a charity you have to be you know with with the charity commission they give you kind of boxes to tick and understandably paranormal doesn't come under any of the boxes so you have to get creative with your language and it took us about nine months just to get a response from the charity commission for them to say no and we were like oh and then you know it just it just it just took us a long time and we had to um keep going back altering our um charitable purposes and everything until it came under the criteria so took a long time and then you know coming up with the logo and every everything so yeah it took a long time but Mm. we launched we launched you know right nine months ago amazing that is super super interesting i want what how did you have to change the criteria then did you have to say like post dead (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i can't think Uh, yeah i i I can't remember exactly consultancy services (laughs) post-life post-life consultancy (laughs) services this is just proof of the real life horrors that we all face yes yet again ben of getting a business or charity off the ground and all the proper paperwork if you're not fortunate enough to have gone to school with the prime minister that's right coming at you again the government um (laughs) yeah Leave the government alone, will you? They're innocent. <laughs> oh, yeah, they try so hard. They're really trying. We <laughs> are trying. How, how, pretty patient. Leon, how how would how would you how do you think like paranormal like paranormal investigators and the paranormal in general is represented in film? Not, not I, I guess like sort of coming into it and being a film fan first. And then getting into it, you can probably look back at how certain things yeah. were represented and think that's totally wrong. That's totally ridiculous. That would never happen like this. Yeah, I think especially in pop culture nowadays, the the, the kind of um, the key word that seems to be floating around a lot is demon. Everything is demonic. 
and mm. you know in real life it's not you know demons no. aren't as as a uh, you know commonplace as it's made to look in film and tv shows so I think as well, like, so people watching paranormal shows and they get their, who are getting their information from paranormal TV shows, forget that it's just mainly entertainment. So then if they're sat at home in their little, you know, semi-detached house and they're getting like creaks upstairs and they're like, oh, it's a demon. When actually it's a free toad demon up there, I heard it. Yeah. Straight to demon. Straight to demon. That's what I mean. Yeah. People are going straight to demon. So it's like Googling your yeah. symptoms of a of an illness, isn't it? You don't get hay fever, you're straight to stage 100 brain cancer, right? Yeah. Immediately, you go yeah. for the worst case scenario. Yeah, so that's, so, so that's what we've tried to do is create all these guys to say, you know, if you're experiencing this, this is what it could be. You know, like, you know, the normal explanation. We try to give people as much information as possible before they get to the, the you know, the paranormal route of things you know so i suppose you don't want to like scare people as well do you because i guess a lot of people are really susceptible to to what yeah. what to what anyone would tell them or what yeah. or what an expert would tell them so yeah and that's the thing some people um unfortunately in, in every walk of life not just the paranormal some people do exploit people and you know yeah. take advantage of others so if there is someone who is very susceptible and someone goes into the house and goes oh i can get rid of these demons for you but it's going to cost you five hundred pound. Yeah, you know what are they going to do if they've got nowhere else to turn and someone who yeah. they think is credible is telling them this, then they're likely to hand over the money. Especially if they're telling them what the conclusions that they've drawn, and you know, likely you'll meet a lot of people who go, "No nonsense, not." And also, I don't know how to make the thing stop. But then, if you're saying, "Yes, I believe you," and for a nominal fee, just my expenses, yeah. realistically. Um, I'll get rid of that problem for you and you will have a more peaceful life. You can see why people would immediately buy into people that are agreeing with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Mm. So yeah, like, you know, we see a lot of paranormal investigators. Are there any particular egregious examples that you see in films that you're like, absolutely not. Are there any good examples in fact, that when you have seen in a movie, you go, actually, this is a good representation of investigators. Oh, that's a good question. Ghostbusters. No, I don't know. <laughs> the view science. The view yeah. Science. One of them's turned into a dog statue. That's, that happens all the time. That's always I mean, happening. That, that's, that's not jumping to conclusions, isn't it? Like, wow, this happened. Right, you've, it's a classic bagul. Don't move house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen m many paranormal films, which I guess would show the legitimate investigators because it would be so boring it would be going around analyzing your you know building structure and looking at your electronics and checking for any you know leaks in the home like you know carbon monoxide leaks and stuff it, it would just be so boring yeah i know? guess it's a bit so, like forensic science in csi programs right yeah. it's not like well, come on, everybody, in this action-packed Hollywood film, time to document everything properly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's interesting, though. If, if, any, if any come to mind as we're going through, then feel free do, to yeah. interrupt and shout. If, any, if anyone's done a good example, I mean, we'll be, we'll be going through in today's movie some... I, I guess they're not investigating, likes, uh... they're just there, but... They're just there. Yeah. Just... yeah. I was thinking of the likes of... Um, what are those two guys called in Insidious? Specs and then the other, the other. Fella. Oh, well, uh, Lee Wannell and the other one. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. They seem, I don't know about legit, but they seem a bit sort of like cynical about everything. And then I guess Paranormal Activity has got a couple. In, I mean, you rewatched them fairly recently, didn't you? And, yeah, they have got a couple, but it's also got, um, what's his name? Micah the Day Trader, the worst bloke in the world that deserves to be demoned. Um, <laughs> he deserved to be does, demon. Does deserve to get wazzed across a room, to be honest. What about what about Derek Acora? Is he a, a nice bloke? I oh, I've never bloke. met him, but people I know that have met him have said he's a, was a really nice guy. He's legit. We can. He was nice. We can believe we can believe that he's not extorting. People. Used to watch Derek Acora on Most Haunted when it had its real heyday back in the day. Like, it's why have early. all these ghosts? Why have all these ghosts got a scouse accent then? Oh, it's you. Sorry, sorry, Derek. Yeah. Um. Let me think now. I mean, currently, a couple of paranormal things I watch. You watch any or listen to? It's coming to TV this autumn. Bit of horror news for you. Um, Uncanny, the Danny Robbins stuff for BBC yes. Radio. It's been really good. Have you have you up to date? Are you up to date with that? I'm not up to date, but I have listened to the um. Battersea Poltergeist that he did. Yes. And the first series of Uncanny. And yeah, he's he's brilliant. He's doing so well. Like he's got so much support from the paranormal community. Because on, on Twitter, it's like the uncanny community. Like everyone's really, really it's supportive. It's getting of pretty Danny. huge. And then oh, nice. they have so the latest series of Uncanny just wrapped. I think there's a there's a special like case update episode to go for this season. But then series three is this autumn, as is. A uh, number of like TV specials they've got on BBC later this year. Um, the podcast, wherever you are in the world, is available. There's Uncanny. There is the Witch Farm, which is dramatized. The um, there's the Battersea Poltergeist. And what I really like oh, about wow. it as a show is that it's it's quite balanced, right? Here's from people who are paranormal investigators, but there are people yeah. who believe in the supernatural, and then you have your diehard skeptics as well who. Yeah. Kieran O'Keefe, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good old Kieran. You know, really, really, like, they're into it. They're still, they still engage with people. They're not necessarily yeah. enemies. It's not like one person's there going, oh, you're bloody full of it, you are, mate. But they're there, but they're there investigating and they have, like, yeah. just different approaches to it. I think it's a really interesting show and well-produced. Yeah, it really oh, is. Wow. We'll put him on the guest list, Ben. If we ever made, we'll, we'll know we've made it if we get Danny on. Okay. He's better good. broadcaster you know, than us. We better up our game, get nicer mics. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, that sounds good though. I'll have to check that out. Oh, it's um, really good. Good, mm, compelling, mm. like listening, and genuinely, they do they do some good work with production. That even though mm. it's not necessary, with the exception of the witch farm that's dramatized, most of them are interview based or just telling a story which is presented as I'm telling you a story of a thing that happened. I'm recounting yeah. it like it's a news report. But with the sound effects and everything that go in the background, I've been putting the bins out while I've uh, been listening to a few. It's quite spooky. I'm like, oh, I should have waited, really. <laughs> Put the bins out in the daylight uh, if you go. Um, okay, so today's movie was... I'm pretty sure it was chosen by you, Liam, was it not? Yeah, it was, maybe yeah. You, you, yeah, that's right. I, I did choose this. Couldn't quite remember. Um, again, another one where it's like strange that a we haven't covered it, but strange that I've never seen it before because I've seen the title of it thrown around all the time, especially when linked to the best found footage films out there, mm. or like supernatural or or paranormal. Sorry, um, found footage movies. Um, is found footage a genre that you're a huge fan of, Leanne? Is it one of those? 
So well, I was so so I was thinking earlier about like some of my other favorite horror films, and it, I do seem to kind of go back to found footage films. You know, like Blair Witch is just a classic. Um, there was a new one actually that came out in twenty twenty two called Incantation. Oh, I've been meaning oh, yeah. to watch that. It sounds phenomenal. What what language is it in? Taiwanese. Yes, it's Thai. Right. But it that that film was amazing. It stayed with me for a long time. And like I was such I won't give anything away, but at the end of the film, I actually had to look away from the screen. I was too scared to look at the screen. I heard that looking at the screen and engaging with it is a spooky thing. And from other people I've heard listening to it. I can't do that throat singing, but that oh yeah, you, know, you don't like that anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, there was there was at least one moment in this film that I was a bit I, I was a bit unsure of watching uh, when a certain character hides under some blankets, which we all know is the only oh. way to actually f- officially evade a ghost or a ghoul. I stayed under there till morning. Just, like, just under the blanket because I just knew that he was going to look out and whatever he was looking at was going to be closer than it was before. Yeah. And I think that was effective. That was definitely effective. That got me more so than uh, old clowny chops. Um, but yeah, fine footage for me is definitely up there as mm. one of my, as one of my favorites. I think the Blair Witch Project is, I've rewatched it just last week because we covered Blair Witch 2 last week, yeah. which isn't fine, isn't fine footage. No. But I, I thought I'd watch the OG just to uh, remind myself. And yeah, it is just just perfect um and wreck as well i think if wreck, I gonna... wreck's one of my favorites yeah if Love i was gonna it. list like a like a, a solid top two i think blair witch and wreck are definitely those two i know as above so below gets a lot of as um, above so below i really liked Love i thought that well. was excellent i don't know if i've seen yeah. that yet i don't think oh, i've seen that yet really good saying that the yeah, what's going to happen is i'm going to say that it's on shudder and it will disappear because i've said it <laughs> yeah okay. um, but it's available <laughs> where all good horror movies are found yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I think we've 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 covered plenty, uh, plenty of um, um, plenty of fan footage movies, and then one that sort of also stuck out at me as well. I was going to ask you, Leanne, if you were a fan of this. Have you have you seen or are you a fan of Ghost Watch? The the, the, the BBC, original, the BBC one, one. Like, yeah. the BBC one. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, with pipes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pipes. Pipes. Yeah, yeah. Of, co- of yeah. course, of course. Love that. That gave I me. I think want... this gave me lots of recollections yeah. of um, of Ghost Watch watching watching Hell House LLC because it's presented as a television program as a framing reference, yeah. right? It's like a documentary. Yeah, but that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like I got some Ghost Watch vibes from this. Obviously, Michael Parkinson isn't isn't there or available. Maybe he wasn't available. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely got some vibes of that. The way it's framed, because um, it does kind of feel like it's framed as one of those true crime, almost like a Netflix like special that you'd see now, yeah. but obviously framed in such a way mm-hmm. um, where it's got like a bookending of of these of these documentary filmmakers sort of going into the house as well. Um, I thought it was effective. Have Have you been to like horror experiences like this? Where what what would you call it? Just like a a horror. Okay like a horror well, walkthrough almost isn't it like you a... get them at Alton Towers at yeah. like, like Halloween yeah yeah I've been to um I think it was Frightmare in Gloucester mm. and you are walking through like I there was one attraction and it's like like again it's like the strobe lights flashing and you're walking through these like clear hanging sheets and it's all white walls it's really like 
you know yeah just yeah horrible and like I was a wimp I was screaming swearing like pushing people out the way trying to go as fast as possible looking at the ground because I didn't want to see people like I I am I was embarrassed with myself like I'm kind of glad that I've been that I went to that before I saw this film because it would always be there in the back of my head I'd just be like someone's gonna someone's gonna kill me yeah I'll have to apologize to anyone who I've told if I've told this one on the podcast before but there's a, apparently there's a brilliant one in sort of Derby, Nottingham way on a farm that we should perhaps arrange a trip to this Halloween. It's meant to be really, really good. My wife and sister have been to it. Incredible, apparently. Really, really, really well produced. I'll find oh, the name wow. and I'll send it to you. But yeah, the only ones I've really been to are at theme parks, Alton Towers, Thorpe Park and so on. And the prevailing memory for me on that one is it's sometimes a little hard to get into it when there's lots of other people around and you know you're at a theme park as well because obviously you're in like a manufactured area so you can kind of separate a little bit even if things make you jump um Mm. but for me there was one of the attractions at Thorpe Park last time when it was just before Covid or just maybe when you could do outside stuff again I forget but um it was like uh it was set up like it was in sort of rural sort of Rust Belt US it was like a sawmill that was going through. We went in there and this guy who was like the the boss in his in his dungarees and everything came out and he was saying that, hello, everybody. Uh, like, oh, he said, like, he said hello. And then he looked expectantly for us to say hello. And then one little voice in the crowd said, like, goodbye. And he was like, he stopped and went, who said goodbye? And like everyone outed this kid who'd done it. And he was <laughs> like, right, you said goodbye you can crawl. Everyone else is going through the door. You're going to crawl into this thing. Oh my God. And then my mate was with us and he went, oh, I won't send him on his own. You can go with him as well. But this was like a teenager who went in here first. And then my mate, who was a guy in his thirties who like crawled in after him. And then he was crawling through this pipe and you can hear people banging on it all the way. And my friend as we came out told me that you basically end up catching up with this kid who was like, I can't move, mate. You're going to have to go. And he had to crawl over this kid. Who was like, <laughs> just frozen. Frozen with right. fear. Who said goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time to be cheeky. Oh, wow. It's like so getting busted that. by that video man on Atmosphere. It's like, if you didn't wave to me, get to fucking vanish, <laughs> oh. mate. I went to Fear at Avon Valley, which is pretty good. Um uh, I mean, it, it was pretty good, but I think, uh, yeah, I felt like I knew I was at like a like an event like that. I didn't yeah. get fully into it. Um, but they they had some sort of actors when I went to the dungeons in Edinburgh as well, which was a bit more effective because they were like proper pitch black areas and stuff where, and suddenly lights would come on and somebody stood right in front of your face. And those blokes didn't even work there; they were just people <laughs> who were in the dungeons. They didn't even work there. It was just people from just Edinburgh's finest, wasn't it? <laughs> it was only uh, when he was strangling me that I realised this wasn't <laughs> part of it. You're strangling a bit hard. Can you strangle a bit softer, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of those things that if I would, if I had have seen this film going into any of those, it would have been right there in the back of my head. And I think that's kind of that in a way would be more effective because mm-hmm. it's all of those lingering horror experiences I have that then apply themselves to real life. Like even, even when I'm in a swimming pool these days, I think Jaws is in here. Jaws is going to get me any, any minute now. Uh, you know, I just always, or if I'm walking down a completely empty street and I think I hadn't seen anyone for ages, I think a zombie apocalypse has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get home. Um, so yeah, I think it was effective in that way. 
I guess before we uh, jump into the review of the film, I guess we should talk a little bit about horror news. I've only got a couple of things this week. Um, there's an image of uh, um, of actress Emma Appleton in an untitled Cornish folk horror movie. So folk horror seems to be pretty damn big again, um, of course. But a Cornish one. So Ennis Men came out last year, a Cornish horror film, although it was a bit uh-huh. more of a like a psychological thriller. So it looks like um, Cornwall is becoming a very popular place. Where was Men set as well? It was, was that, that was like... Southwest, sure. right? All I remember Southwest about Men is the, well. the quality of that brand new Ford Focus strapped the forecourt. Oh, yeah, it's brand around. new, isn't it? It's absolutely um, brand new. Absolutely brand new till Rory Kinnear wrecked it. Piece of work. So, um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on. Cornwall's the place to go. And having lost all that EU money, probably yeah. well up for sacrificing people again, I guess. <laughs> They sure are. They never stopped. <laughs> so the synopsis for this, even though it's not got a title, is when Magpie's husband dies, yesterday name's Magpie, in mysterious circumstances, a brutal witch hunt threatens to tear apart an isolated religious community. So I'm assuming it's set in the old past with yeah. the pastos. But... Is that, uh, is that... <laughs> the pastos? <laughs> is that a full name? Is a name Magpie something or is a name Magpie? <laughs> it, just says, uh, it just says Magpie as in the bird at the moment. So I'm assuming... Um, Margaret it? Pie. <laughs> it's the day. It's, it's, it's Margaret Pie, and it's a debut feature from filmmaker Dean Puckett, um, which is good. You know, I feel like if you're going to make a debut feature, make it a Cornish folk horror movie. Why not? This sounds very. This sounds very interesting, though. I'll definitely be be up for that. Did you watch Ennis Men? Did anyone watch Ennis Men? I've not seen Cornish... that. Yet. I've seen the previous mm. one, which is like a. It's not a horror. It's just stuff Bait. that happens. Yeah, yeah, bait. Um, I've seen bait. Interesting, you know. I think um, it's an interesting setting for any sort of horror, horror film, and I think I want to see more of it. I want to see more stuff set in loads of random southwest places. Uh, horror in I don't know. I'm trying to think of a really random Yeovil, <laughs> Bodmin Moor, Yeovil, <laughs> Yeovil Town City Centre. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bodmin exactly. Moor got like the hairy hands that come and get you. Where's the film of that? Beast oh, of Bodmin. Talking. There's the Beast of Mod- Bodmin that's Bodmin. a big, that's like, you know, a big panther. Hand. But there's sort of like yeah. a hairy hand that like grabs the wheel of your car. Yeah, yeah I hated that. I hate, I hated that. Well, like, someone hand. told me about, someone told me about that in school and honestly terrified me. Hairy and obviously hand. you're at school, Ben. I imagine you probably went to school where the letters were orthos and the hairy hat man <laughs> was letter H as well. Probably he hits him with the hairy hands. The hairy hands, <laughs> the, the hairy, hairy hand man. man. I've got... A, I wouldn't say my hands are particularly hairy, but they've got a little bit of hair on them. Terrifying yeah. of my own hands. Out in, out, <laughs> out in Bodmin, yanking people's steering wheels <laughs> off them. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say someone else then. <laughs> I meant that. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm going to have to veat me all arm just yanking to make sure people I'm not scared about of in anymore. Bodmin. We'll, start, yanking... we'll, we'll we'll make that film, Ben. After we've done Boo Year's Eve, we'll get on the hairy hands man. <laughs> That's good. Stop yanking people off. In, uh, in... <laughs> that'll be that'll right, be a get... line in it. Someone it will. Else Here, stop, stop yanking, yanking off. me off. <laughs> oh, I just love it. I want. I want more. I want more Southwest accents, not just in horror movies, in all movies. Yeah. Yeah. We'll okay. get to work on it. Next piece of news: uh, Blumhouse have acquired serial killer novel The Quiet Tenant for a series slash streaming movie so looks like they haven't even decided what they're going to make yet um but 
It's an expertly placed psychological thriller with a white knuckle climax, someone's described. Well, if you haven't even made it, don't describe it yet. I'm, I'm sure they're talking about the book. It's got a dead good ending. Don't worry, that's that's the first note. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a dead good right. ending. You won't Everyone, see it sit coming. down, write a script. What I want is a good ending, please, <laughs> if you could. That's, it's li- literally what it says. It's a serial killer novel with a twist. Um, okay, I won't say anything else, but this could be... It's, it's, so, it's told through the perspectives of three women in the killer's life. His daughter, his girlfriend, and the captive—he is ear- captive. He is earmarked for death. So this could be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to work. Because obviously, his daughter, his girlfriend—no idea. His daughter probably suspects a little something, and the captive obviously knows he's wrong. So <laughs> this could—this could be interesting. I've never actually heard of this book, written by Clements McCallum. But yeah, it's Blumhouse, so you know they're yeah. always always bringing it out. Um, okay, and the last piece of news is Dead Space Deep Cover has been announced, a scripted audio series based on the EA video game. Don't know, did you see this, Andy? Don't know if you saw I this. Haven't. Did you say something about this? Okay. An all-new story set in the perilous universe of the Dead Space games, a survival horror franchise known for its intense game gameplay. Very intense. Um, and in Dead Space Deep Deep Cover, journalist Emmelyn Ayuba searches for her sister, who has reportedly joined a local unitologist church. So I don't know if this is going to be set, where it's going to be set. Hopefully in space, if it's called Dead Space. Um, interesting. Another audio. Yeah. Audio, a scripted audio series. Seems to be incredibly popular, Andy. Yeah, they did a good, um, as the Callisto Protocol came out, they did a good little prequel audio series with uh, Gwendolyn Christie et al. Um, behind oh, it. Wow, a okay. six-parter that just released quietly as a promo. That was really good. It's really good. I finished that unlike the game, which I'm a couple of chapters into and then got sidetracked. <laughs> it just seems like a good way to like get extra content out that doesn't seem to have like a massive, massive budget or turnaround time that like, oh, yeah. we're gonna make a TV show, we're gonna make a movie. Mm. A nice audio series can sometimes provide just that extra You extra can bring bit. it out timely and you know, besides for if you've got like some well known vocal talent behind it, which probably comes at a pretty penny but even them will be less than having them on set for months um in costume and makeup so it's probably quite a cost effective mm. way to mm. get some more content out yeah. and i'll always turn so, up for a little podcast series very welcome yeah exactly it, on it okay i mean that is all i've got for horror news unless there's anything else anyone has got pressing andy uh, did you mention something before you told us already nothing in the news nothing in the news um so the next section is what we've been watching. If you've watched anything horror or horror adjacent in the last seven days or so. Um, Leanne, have you seen anything recently that you wanted to mention? I haven't because I've been moving in the last seven days. So I've had not a lot of spare time. Moving but... in itself is is a real life horror. Yeah, oh, real life God, yeah. And I can't find any of my stuff. It's all in boxes still and I've lost everything. And yeah. Some pain but and you know you put it in one of them but which one yeah i know um no i did watch how house again last night to just refresh my memory but um no i've been a bit slack recently as it's not, your first appearance then you're allowed to go back to anything you've can watched I, a little can while I, ago a little a little bit further ago okay um the entity the entity it's been a long time since i've seen I that know. reminders how did you find does it hold up so yeah 
It does actually. I watched so I watched the entity when I was about 13 and I remember the 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 thing that I remember about it was that that deep face when the spirit or entity would, you know, be hurting this woman. And I remember it just being terrifying. And then started reading a book by a guy called Dr. Barry Taff, who was the guy that was actually one of the parapsychologists on the original case that the entity was based on oh no way so wow. i was Amazing. yeah so um so i was like oh, i need to re-watch this film so re-watched it and watched it on my own when i was home alone oh, and no. <laughs> i got into I, like i got into bed that night and i was like just i started like overthinking everything because in the film she's just you know a mom you know going about her business and then gets home and then gets like assaulted like you know there's there was like it went from zero to a hundred so I'm there lying in bed thinking like it's is tonight the night like you know like is this, is, is <laughs> I don't this... want to get entity I know <laughs> knock I like, knock it's the bloody entity it's like, no. it's like please no and yeah so it actually like yeah it did freak me out a bit but um yeah really enjoyed that but I haven't been to the cinema in ages and watched a horror has there been anything out the next? Uh, we've already discussed stuff coming out in July. Obviously, there's a new Insidious coming out in July. Was it Insidious Five or something like that? Is it five yeah, or four? Insidious, The Red Door, and Talk to Me, which looks good. Talk to Me, a new A A twenty four horror movie coming out as well. Cool. Um, obviously, The Boogeyman, which we covered a couple of weeks ago on the show. Um, I don't actually know if I've ever seen the entity. I recognise the the poster and yeah. sort of like the DVD cover, but. I, I don't know if I've, ever, if I've ever seen it. I think I watched it on TV with my mom uh, many years ago. Did you? Right. Whack it on the list. It was her that told me about it. She's like, oh, <laughs> my mom loves watching anything. Like I say she loves watching horror movies. My mom does not sleep particularly well. So for, since I was a kid, my mom would have fallen asleep by, sorry, out and your mom would have fallen asleep on the sofa in the early evening and then would wake up after everyone else has gone to bed and think, oh, fuck it, I'm here now, I'll watch a bit of telly. Yeah. And she'd watch all kinds of late stuff. And the things, I have vivid memories of her describing, first time she saw Nightmare on Elm Street, first time she saw The Entity, and first time she saw Stephen King's The Night Flyer. Um, and The Entity, oh, we yeah. watched the next time it was on together. I sat and watched at least some of it with her. Mm. I yeah, no, I, I, that, yeah I definitely, definitely watch it. It's, uh, it's, it is good. We'll whack it on the I list. I guarantee. Then. I guarantee my mum knows this film as well. She is it was it ever remade this? Because 1982 seems like ripe for the picking for, mm. for, for don't, a no, I don't think it's been remade, but it was um is it Barbara Hershey? Was the yeah, main so she, main character. So she's quite she's still in the horror genre, isn't she? She's in Insidious. She's in she's like the mum yeah. of Patrick Wilson's character in Insidious. Um oh, there you yeah, go. I'm, gonna I'm gonna check this out, I think, because uh just completely forgot that I existed. Um, Andy, have you seen anything in the Couple last seven days? This week, then it's uh little little asides. So I watched um on Screenbox. I watched the Barn Part Two um this week. I've not seen the Barn Part One, um, but I think that's perfect. Oh, no. I think that's perfect <laughs> for it. So it's like a real it's a real throwback. It's set in the early nineties. It's a bit like Hell House LLC. This week's film. And that there's a haunted house attraction that has actual demons, but it's super schlocky. Um, it's got Lloyd Kaufman has, you know, uh, a cameo appearance as the mayor of the town of Troma fame. It has um, 
both Joe Bob and Darcy the Mail Girl from The Last Drive-In have minor roles in it as well. So it's really showing its like horror influence on its on its sleeve. It's very silly. There's three demons. One's dressed like a devil. One is like a scarecrow slash corn cob, and one is a jack o' lantern. And they have loads of practical effects of people's heads getting stomped on, and they're chopping people's faces off and punching their hearts out and things like that. It's over the top, but I had a lot of fun watching it. And then on Shudder, I watched um, Witchboard. It's like a 1980s Ouija board movie. Uh, Ouija board movie, yeah. Um, For a film, you know, usually you get one of these films that have like seances and, and Ouija board things that come up and there's precious little actual use of the board in it. Which board is 100% about it. A good portion of the film is people having a chat by a, by a text I format with, um, with the go and um, slight spoilers. I might do a bite size on this actually, Ben. A, uh, a oh, woman it. with luxurious 80s ginger hair with so much volume gets possessed by an Italian serial killer at a point and she does an excellent voice. Am I going to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> Just stand still so I can chop your head off. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't sold before, I definitely, definitely am sold. Yeah. I, reckon, I feel like I've seen that. It's got... Who's it got on it? Anyone, anyone we um, should know? No Todd one Allen? whose name, no one whose names no. I could immediately pull. Yeah, but okay. um, yeah, you know what? It was it was a fun movie, and there's a second one, so I might go on and watch that pretty soon. Did you watch either of these films to to celebrate your birthday, listeners? Um, you may not be aware, but Andy celebrated his 40th birthday just yesterday. Um, Did. Uh, and to, to celebrate, we put our post on socials, which was essentially the best of Andy Conduit Turner from his first appearance on the podcast uh, back in 2017 on episode 23. Goes fast. Sleepaway Camp, one of his favorites, and then to a couple of recent good times we had. And of course, if you do want your Andy Conduit Turner content in its purest form, just search Horror Hangout Quiz. And there's like, a leap. how many have we done? Five, four, five? Four, five. We've done a few quiz five. episodes now. Yeah, and some of my finest work in the quizzes. Thank you. Some of his finest work. Um, <laughs> Definitely, definitely check that out. So you didn't watch either of those films? No, I watched Hell House LLC for my birthday uh, in the evening, but in the daytime, because it was a rainy day here in Scotland. Not that we get many of those. Um, but it was a rainy day here. So I went to see Spider-Man at the, at the cinema, but not really horror, horror adjacent. I mean... Some a multiverse no. might be scary, I guess, if you faced one in <laughs> real terrifying. life, but it's not presented the one... as the horror the horrors of science. Yeah, that's true. The prowler's um, a bit scary. He comes out. Yeah, I was he gonna makes say that noise. The, the prowler of his music, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Prowler's music spooky. But other than that, Ben, one last little bit. Um okay. starting a new game. I've been playing on the Xbox, um, Alien Dark Descent, which mm-hmm. is a story driven, like a tactical game. Um, I'm not very far into it. I'm just through the first little bit. Um, classic alien setup where there's a ship with some cargo. It's about, they suddenly make a request to leave and they've left half the bloody cargo behind. What's going on? Those boxes they've left behind. You know what? Full of, full of bloody aliens, aren't they? Xenomorphs, chockers full with xenomorphs, those boxes were. And now everyone on the crew's getting face hugged and there's a big xenomorph chasing me about and i'm hiding behind some boxes but from an isometric view this time not first person like alien isolation oh, okay. so pretty so, good i'm so gonna play like, through that what kind of what kind of game is it did you say it's 
I think it has like tactical elements to it, but it isn't like an XCOM turn-based. It, as far as I've played so far, it still functions in real time. I'm moving mm -hmm. my character around with, um, you know, just like I point to a pop point on the floor where I want them to move to or something I want them to interact oh, yeah. with and they go over there, but it, it isn't pausing because it's my go and then the aliens go. I'm moving around and like, I've just reached a point where I'm facing a xenomorph now and it's like, right, a xenomorph is coming. You've got until this bar goes red to find a place to be hiding. And I ran over to some boxes and like crouched behind there. But it's interesting. It looks like there's lots to come from it. So I'll progress my way through that slowly and report back. Mm. Nice. Um, I've not really watched all that much this week. I don't know. Just sometimes the week gets away from you, doesn't it? I haven't watched anything. Mm. I did want, I've watched... I've only got one more episode left of Black Mirror season six. So have you seen that as well, Liam? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have? I think I've watched all of them. I think. you watched yeah. all of them. Okay. So there's one episode in particular. I don't think we should spoil <laughs> it because um, if you go into it, you definitely won't think this. I won't even mention the name of the episode. But there's one particular ep episode which leans heavily into horror um, and with a bit of a twist as well, which I don't think I quite saw coming until like... There were a couple of pieces where I was like, hang on a minute. Do you reckon this is? And even when I said it out loud, I was like, that's probably a bit silly. Yeah. But it was that. It was that. And I think yeah. that was pretty cool. I don't know how many times Black Mirror has done like an out and out sort of horror. I know we, um, last week we were speaking about some episodes um, and the episode Metalhead with the little creepy robot dog, which like stalks Maxine Peake in a post-apocalyptic world. It's probably one of the only other episodes that's, that sticks out to me as being horror. But I don't know. I have I have been in, I've got one more to watch, but I have been enjoying it so far. I don't yeah. think these these are like the straight up technology is bad sort of episodes at the moment. But you know they've still got they've still presented a lot. Performances are really good. Um, have you seen any yet, Andy? No, no. I'm so far behind Black Mirror. I've seen a few episodes in isolation, but like that and like Love, Death, and Robots as well that people seem to really love. I've never sat down and gone, right, starting episode one, I'm going to watch all of these, which is fine because, you know, they are all standalone things. But in real life, horrors, I find deeply upsetting because I, I want to watch things in order. And that's my problem, I know. But I should yeah. just start and just go through all six series. Yeah. And then when I see the ones I've already seen, I can go, oh, I've seen that one. But I need to sit and watch them all because apparently they're very, very good. Leanne, do you have a particular favourite episode from this series, would you say? Um, There's a very true I, crime episode. I did like Lock Henry. Yeah, Lock Henry I that... thought was very clever. Mm -hmm. um, the one with Aaron Paul I thought was yeah. very good. Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett were both very good. Do you know, um, when Josh Hartnett popped up on the screen, I was like, no... Where's he been? It's not 2002. Like, dude. He's, like, not, he's, he's not aged a bloody day. No, I know. But no, yeah, it's... Um, I love I love what um, Charlie Brooker does. It's incredible. His I mind... Love... <sighs> yeah. It's, uh, that sort of like isolating sci-fi, I think, is, is up there with some of the best black mirror episodes i think and this, this is a really good one as well mm. i've got one more to watch which i think is like a sort of 70s set i don't know what what to expect that, with that is really that demon set. 37 i'm not sure actually demon something isn't it yeah uh 
Yeah. So I've not watched that one yet, so I'll, be, I'll get around to it. But I think I always have a good time with Black Mirror. But I think mm. as time progresses, I remember the series less and less. So when I kind of think of my favourites, I always go right back to the start. And mm. like the last couple of series, they've been great. I've never once watched mm. it and gone, I wasn't so impressed with that. Maybe the interactive one, Bandersnatch, was the only <clears> one where <throat> I was a bit unsure on. Is that, is that officially an episode of Black Mirror or is it just a, a thing? I think it's like a standalone, separate to all the series, like interactive film. I guess. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we had to like. Yeah, you actually had to click on the screen. Yeah. What choices did you have to make? I don't remember. <clears throat> okay. Um. So that that was it, really. I mean, I did watch a movie called On the Silver Globe, which is directed by Andrei Zalowski, who also directed Possession. When me and Luke chatted about Possession a couple of weeks ago. We spoke about this movie on the Silver Globe, which is like a really weird um, <clears throat> sort of like sci-fi, like very, very arty, this film. Incredibly Added arty. to my list when Luke recommended it. It sounds wild. Yeah, it's, it is wild. I mean, I, I won't lie and pretend I knew everything that was going on. There were huge stretches of the film where I was just like, what? <laughs> it's almost mm. like it's not got apes in it, but I was definitely getting Planet of the Apes vibes <laughs> but without the Birdman. apes. Birdman, Planet right? of the of the Birdman, yeah, kind of Birdman um, that you crossbreed with. Bloody so hell. it's like these group of cosmic explorers like leave Earth and then they start a new civilization and later on like a human lands on Earth, um, lands on the planet and they like treat him as a god. It is it is nuts, but it's like three three hours of just just madness. I think if you like Possession, probably this might not be for you just because it's completely mm-hmm. different tonally. And genre wise as well. So um yeah. Um that was it though. That is all I've seen apart from Hell House LLC. Hell Hell House Little What did we say it was? <laughs> Hell House Little Lovely Cottage. Where nothing <laughs> bad where, where nothing bad ever happens. The lovely okay. little cottage, aka Hell House. AKA Hell House. So um Hell House LLC is a twenty fifteen American fan footage horror film written and directed by Stephen Cugnetti. Uh, the film shot as a documentary follows a group of Halloween haunted house creators as they prepare for the 2009 opening of their popular haunted attraction, Hell House. Um, the rest of the synopsis is a spoiler, so I don't read that out. Um, so in terms of ratings of this movie, we've got 6.4 on IMDb on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 75% critic score. And seventy-two percent audience score, so people seem to like it. It's quite mm. been quite well well received. Three point one out of five on Letterbox, and I've got some choice reviews. <laughs> when I say choice reviews, just the ones that made me laugh the most, probably. Um, <laughs> so Ziggy Francis says, every time the camera span or twisted around the corner, my asshole shrank. <laughs> Three and a half stars, <laughs> and I was like, same, same. Uh, Corey says, effective, creepy, simple, intriguing, scary, low budget, interesting, fun, believable, raw, well-crafted, and underrated. Four stars. Lots of nice words about it. <laughs> uh, Viol says, I think the home I think the demons just need some homies. One and a half stars. Uh <laughs> I don't know what this made this one made me laugh so much. Roxy says, the LLC stands for lame lame. Such a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half stars. Um, 
So kind of like looking through the reviews, like a lot of people are just like, this is the best fan footage movie mm-hmm. ever without a doubt. And other people are saying, so is this supposed to be the best fan, fan footage movie yeah. ever? Because I thought it was shit. That's what a lot of yeah. people seem to be saying. So it seems to be like you're one end or another. People don't seem to be um, middling very, very often. So, um, but yeah, first time for me watching this one. Was it the first time for you, Andy, did you say? It was first time. So Leanne will be led <laughs> by your fandom of this movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I've watched it four times now. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you watch it like around about the time it was released? Was it like a later <clears throat> discovery for you? I think I originally watched it probably about two years ago. And I think I came across it because I was home alone one day and I was like, I want to watch something really scary. And I think I just found a forum and people saying, this is the best films I've seen. And I just kind of, you know, wrote a few down. Like, okay, I need to watch this, this and this. And this was just one that I watched. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I like this one. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up recommending it to friends. And then they were texting me going, oh, my God, how am I going to sleep now? I've just watched it. And I'm like, yes. Like, you know. You should be so lucky. I'm sat here worried about the buddy entity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like uh, that is the best reaction when you recommend a horror movie yeah. to someone. If someone comes back to you and says, what are you on about? That wasn't scary at all. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just just look at my hands. It's like, what have I done? <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a horror enthusiast at all. Um. So yeah, this is definitely yeah. definitely an effective one. And as we mentioned before, it's got a couple of sequels as well. Mm. Um, I don't, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they're as anywhere near as popular as the original. No, like no. LLC, LL, I keep going to say LL Cool J, LL, <laughs> Hell House LLC Two, The Abaddon yeah. Hotel, <laughs> Hell House LL Cool J, no LLC Three, Hell House Lake Ladies Love Cool James, The C stands for Cool James. I'll tell you what, if uh, if a movie ever needed it, LL Cool J, it was this movie. Because as we mentioned mm-hmm. already, um, the the guys, everyone in this film is so generic that I don't know who. Sometimes with a fine footage movie, it's so difficult to work out who's who anyway mm-hmm. and who you need to kind of care about or maybe not care about. Sometimes you don't even see the person behind the camera. And yeah. when you do, it can be a bit jarring. But everyone is so generic in this. And everyone's kind of a dick. Like, mm-hmm. no one, no one's particularly... Like, oh, we should, oh, this guy's all right. We should let them. Yeah. I, that's how I kind of felt about everybody anyway. Now you've mentioned it, Ben. I hadn't thought that's what I needed from this film. But now I'd accept any number of rappers, rapper turned actors as the cameraman, maybe. Maybe Cool James, maybe Cool Leo, maybe DMX. <laughs> like, definitely someone with charisma and who could deliver like some good one liners behind yeah, the camera. Because... Some sick burns. The fact that the mo- most of the time we've got like a slightly like a problematic like guy behind the camera who's a bit of a perv and mm. like not particularly likable. He's not particularly hardworking. He's not particularly likable. He's not particularly talented or funny. He's just a bit of a dick. Like, what is his job there? Like, why is he there? I think there's a bit where they're defending that. him later, and he goes, "No, set up all these cameras." Oh yeah, they do you've, say you've that. Been, yeah, I know, but you've been working on this for three months. I expect <laughs> this feels like a massive undertaking. I just kept thinking, oh, go moving all the way like to a different part of the the country to set up like a haunted house. It's like just what just for one night a year, really, or a mm. few nights before October. Do something local. Do, with it? <laughs> do something local. Yeah, I think they had the end already. Of the day. I think they'd already like get garnered some success from. A haunted house in, in New, New York. York. Is that yeah. Right? Well, I think I think at one point Sarah does say, "Oh, it's thirty minutes out of the city." 
So I still think okay. it's supposed to be set close, you know, still yeah. in the state of New York. But um, well, they're, like sleep, yeah. they're like sleeping when, when there, they, so when they would... say that 30 minutes out of the city, aka commutable home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're gonna have to stay. We're gonna have to stay here. We're gonna have to stay here for the no, <laughs> I'm off home. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah. All my stuff's there. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it is a bit odd. Um, so yeah, the way this film is presented is as a documentary essentially investigating a tragic, unexplained accident which happens at the opening night of this haunted house, and then we kind of see what supposedly happened without really getting any details, and then it goes back and it's got everybody who's like investigating it. There's like a photographer slash journalist person, yeah, yeah. a police, although. Even these people don't seem to have a clue what happened either. So mm. I was like, what are we it talking to these people for? Films as we go, doesn't it? So we begin with a scene that comes back later with a reporter having a go on the doors, like giving every, giving all the little handles a little shake, a little shake, having a little nonchalant tug on the boards, on the things. So, oh, no, pretty solid. Um, and then we kind of go into the talking heads a little bit. So who have mm. we got? We've got the... There's a photographer that we hear a bit more from later. There's the documentary yeah. maker. And then we get mm-hmm. some eyewitnesses, right? Like there's someone who was a witness at the of the opening. Because, oh, bloody hell, it was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Some people who like upload a video to YouTube as well. So can I just get the timeline correct? So obviously this is supposed to have happened in 2009. Yeah. Is... Yeah. Is this look? Is this documentary looking back on it like in the immediate aftermath of that? It's not like years later. Well, when not we sure. see when we see a character that comes back up, is it? We we mentioned this before. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, didn't they say like about a five six month timeline? She said she's been staying. It? She said she's been staying with family for three four months. So it's several mm. months after that event. Okay, staying with that family. This documentary and just... is being made. With a lovely secret bag of videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I ain't looked at them. Could be I anything it, on there. I guess if it's 2009, where she got a VHS machine from. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, yeah. So, initially, we see this video, which is, like, of the of the haunted house. So, it's, like, it's just a couple. They're queuing for a while. And then it's, like, all the standard stuff. Going into various rooms, getting, getting scared. And then... Is the first weird thing that happens like a guy dressed as a clown, like legs it, just like ambles past them. I like, I kind of like this because we get the context for all of this stuff later yeah. on, yeah. right? We see the lighting effect, and then we see a clown running out, and then we see it's hard to then overcome what you've seen that is part of the scary stuff and what is separate and what and, you know what was part of the haunted house they put together because mm-hmm. some creepy blokes in a room with in a corridor with strobe lighting on there is like a barman behind the bar with all he's been he's got ever such bad hay fever you think the pollen season would be over at halloween but it's not he's been rubbing them and he's like buddy get out <laughs> and then they go um they go down into the basement and as this little clip ends they go down into the basement mm. and everyone is going absolutely bezic trying to get out of the um yeah. get out of the basement and then they basically run back through the way they came uh, would you believe it would, the, the door. would the cynic in you just be like oh it's all part of it is it yeah alright mm. 
Let me down yeah. there. Let me see what's going on. There. I'd, <laughs> I'd be dead. I'd be dead without a, without a shadow of a yeah. doubt. I would be dead. Yeah. But then again, Ben, maybe the ghoulies wouldn't know how to deal with it if you weren't afraid. Because yeah. in many ways, these Play demons their own game. have probably picked the worst night to turn up. Because when we actually see them, we'll come to it later. Like they have costumes that could be mistaken for <laughs> for, for Halloween <laughs> costumes and like props. Yeah. But you'd be like, leave it out. <laughs> also, it's kind of strange because all of the events that happen, it's like subsequently after this, I, I almost get to the point where I'm like, how did they still manage to open the actual Hell House like on opening night mm. after everything that happens afterwards? Surely everyone would be like, you know what? Maybe we should just <laughs> just leave, or maybe just not open it. The fact that they still get to a point where yeah. they're like, well, there's a reason. Work, isn't there? I mean, we'll come to it when we get to it in the plot. I know, but there's a reason that they discuss. They do like a little like. There's a bit that Max says, "Oh, the reason we're not walking away is that he alludes um, to the facts, doesn't he?" Well, he, he he does tell him, but it's kind of like Sooty talking to Matthew mm. Corbett, and he's like, "Here's this." <laughs> and then the next scene is just him oh, yeah. sitting in a in a field with a sunset like his Anakin Skywalker going uh, alas I must stay like, and he's like what did he say because yeah. I mean I feel at the end of the day like yeah. you'd say like always oh, you know if it was a reason like always oh, put all the money from the company into this I'd be like well I'm money. an employee not a shareholder so I think there's ghosts I'm still I'm still doing one yeah yeah also like I think fine footage films often struggle when you can't quite believe the the reason for the person continuing filming, which, you know, sometimes it makes sense because, look, we're trying to get evidence of something, for example. Mm. Um, so that's why we're going to keep filming. Um, Blair Witch Project, obviously, they're making a documentary. So it's kind of like Heather just wants to keep filming because she's like, no matter what happens, it's all I've got left. I'm yeah. literally scared. I'm lit- I've literally got not in control of anything that's happening. All I've got left is continuing to make this film. And she'll be like, oh, I'm, one... I'm, on, I'm in line for a D at the minute. I need to get a really good project. <laughs> I've got to keep this. going, you know? I've got to keep going. All I've filmed is up my own nose. Uh, so... <laughs> my dad's told me, my dad's told me I should have studied medicine or law. I'm never yeah. going to live this down if I don't come up with a really good documentary. But with this one, I don't know. Like, I get it to a degree. But when when I don't get it is when the person who is the person filming disappears is like why they then carry on. It almost feels like yeah. Oh, well, the other people who none of them were obsessed with the camera like like I yeah. was like um... but even then like when they when they say oh we're filming it for our records it's like I'm pretty sure that the weeks the the stressful weeks mm. leading up to like opening a, a, a like hell house. It's not going to be fun for anybody to watch back. Yeah, <laughs> I, bet they never, I bet they never watch it back. It's like your kids' recitals when you go to <laughs> when you go to school. No, ain't no one watching that back. It's like record. It's like getting your phone out at a concert and be like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's like, like recording taping the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch that. Back. You're going to watch that back, are you? With shit sound and like just gonna... little pixels of color. I'm going to put that on my story so everybody knows that I was at the fireworks. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah, I've seen them before. Oh yeah! Once you've seen one firework, you've seen them all. Oh, t- oh wait, wait, wait! Watch this! Watch this! Watch to the end. There's a blue one that goes off. <laughs> you don't get them very often. Uh, China don't export that many. But like, yeah. um, uh, so I don't know. I kind of feel like Leanne. Do you feel like you believe that this that this guy should be continuing filming? Did you buy it? 
no no we well so i watched like i said i watched it again last night so that was fresh in my mind and i watched it with my partner sam and he said multiple times why don't you just leave like leave like why are you still staying there night after night after night when lots of crazy stuff's been happening you know so yeah i think there was no reason i think i think on in one scene the camera was mounted to someone's head yes. so it was all it was yeah. almost like that i think was less there was yeah. less that that know, was like when the house that, opened wasn't it yeah, yeah, that was like someone had a head mic, like a head cam on to like facilitate running the thing so the people mm. in the control room. And that makes sense. I get that. Actually, yeah. If you had a head cam on and scary shit was happening, you probably wouldn't think to turn it yeah. off. You'd be like, oh, I don't want to capture this. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you wouldn't. I think very sp- specifically, the bit where Paul goes AWOL later on, that someone else then begins carrying the camera around. Yeah. It's hard to keep that contrivance going but you know to what to be fair if we've got problems with it like we we're believing that there's clowny demons and and things like that that get all those people so we can probably let but, it go but, but i just i just genuinely feel like that that is what all fan footage movies like hinge on that is the the rule like if you don't believe that this should be carrying on being filmed then it just completely takes you takes you out of it yeah. um the yeah, onset of body go- cams and head cams and things like that, you know, people having things like GoPros that you would just have on and do it. That's mm. probably its best way out of it, right? That, oh, yeah. I do this because, you know, it's for security or something that we're doing or it helps the people in the control room see what the people running the thing have. Then that works, mm. but it's very difficult to think, especially the fact that the they arrive Paul, one month, one month before it opens, and like, I'm just going to document everything. Even right sooner, right? Isn't it like August? Well, yeah, I, I look at it in like August. Yeah, in three short months, we're gonna be. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit nuts. Um, so essentially, like from the word go, we we kind of begin to understand the dynamic between the characters. Again, forgive me for for not remembering everybody's name. I do apologize. Um, yeah. but there's like a bit of two guys are like constantly arguing. There's a couple couple of people like more. Having a laugh of everything, but a couple of guys blaze stress heads, aren't they? Well, you want to do the, you want to do the navigating, do you? I'm, I'm busy over here, and then they're like arguing outside. So we get the dynamic initially, where it's like the guy running the show essentially is is obviously stressed because everybody's he's a visionary that they're putting into it. Yeah, he's a bloody visionary, isn't he? He's gone. I'm gonna yeah. make this unbelievable oh. horror house like you've never seen. There's gonna be people dressed as clowns. What? There's gonna be there's gonna clowns? be a man scary. At the there's gonna be a man at the piano. Uh, yeah. So Oh, we should just, say actually yeah. the whole reason we have these videos is as part of the little documentary. We've had some talking heads after the YouTube video saying, Oh, and everyone covered it up and said it was a gas leak or mm. just a spooky time and someone had bashed the head. But and then did you ever they meet understand survivors. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Did did anybody like fully understand like why it was potentially being covered up like why 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 kind of imply that they couldn't explain so just didn't Mm. they couldn't explain it so they just like covered it up in a way that's just like that's worse isn't it um i think i think if they came out and said oh yeah we found woman with uh, neck slit and we found a guy with his head bashed in and we found three people you know all this type of stuff people would be like well, who did it? And if they went, 
don't know. But then like, it, would just be, think... it would just be an open murder investigation, wouldn't it? And they'd blame one some... of the guys that's dead. Come on, police. <laughs> yeah. So he did it. <laughs> that creepy clown did it with his eyes bleeding. It was obviously him. Uh... <laughs> Look at him. Look at this face. Definitely. Wrongen. <laughs> you want to meet this I'm, guy in a dark I, alley? I am generally feeling a little bit put off by, by that clown behind you. Andy, mm. As long as his face doesn't bleed, you're all right. There was something um, about you know you know with the moments when they said they like looked down into the basement and like a guy just took photos down there and you just yes. looked down at that ominous nah. kind of like the, the crazy thing is like that is scarier than that like just seeing nothing and thinking something could potentially just pop its head around the corner in a mm. second. Have you ever had that in any of your investigations that you've been part of, Liam? Where there's a place that you just thought I don't want to go down there. No oh, thanks. Yeah. Bad vibes. Oh. Yeah, so I did an investigation about three weeks ago at Woodchester Mansion. Mm -hmm. And the team that I was with um, said, okay, we want everyone to do a lone walk around Woodchester Mansion. So um, what what someone did was they put a piece of paper on every floor in the building and they said, you've got to go in, write your name on every piece of paper to prove that you went into that room. And I, I and I did it. I was like, no, I need to do it. I need to like, you know, show that I'm like, you know, not afraid. I'm legit. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I can do this. And I walked around and in Woodchester Mansion, there's the cellar and it's pitch black and you're walking down. And I was, I was singing to myself. I was like, like singing Disney songs in my head, you know, we don't talk about Bruno. Like, it's going like trying anything, <laughs> anything to get like demons, ghosts, anything out of my head. And I'm like, that's my in... favorite song that is, the demon would say. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that a hundred times. Starts, <laughs> starts harmonizing with me. I'm like, geez. And then, um, yeah, so like that is terrible. You're going into the cellar and it's just a thin at the bottom and you've just got door 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 and it's just pitch black and I'm just there thinking like anything could just be stood in the doorway you just you know and I think that's could you like scarier. bump into someone else who was walking around as well would they be like walking around at the same time no 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 you had to go in the building on your own and, and go solo down walk around yeah right? solo yeah so there was no one else there wow that is so that's pretty yeah. terrifying yeah so yes yeah. yeah, I guess it's, it's a fear of the unknown which is probably worse mm-hmm. than anything else right i'm glad that isn't just me though dan i think your technique of say like singing or doing something which is entirely polar opposite to things that would be scary i feel like if it wasn't a solo if it wasn't against the rule of a solo walk around i'd just nip down the pound and unleash just puppies and kittens into the (laughs) into the basement be like yeah Sucked in, ghosts. What are you going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a good boy then? Like his de- big demons with his Labrador puppy. <laughs> like, oh, you're so, this is all we wanted. Why aren't more? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's what is? Uh, it's, it's something I wrote down as a question to ask you before we go into the 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 uh, the review of this film, though, Liam. What is like yeah. the creepiest paranormal experience you have had while investigating? Oh, okay, so. I was so this is this is the creepiest one that even when I'm talking about it again I I start to doubt myself because I'm like there's no possible way that I I could have or should have seen that so basically we were at um this is when I was with an events company so we were putting on an event at Secunda Manor in Caldecott 
Um, this huge, I think, 15th century building used to like monks used to live there and stuff like staircases in the building are like narrow floor to ceiling brick kind of thing stone. It's just like just very ominous feeling when you go into this building. And we had about 15 guests with us and we ended up going up into the attic room. We stood in a circle holding hands. And someone on the other side of the circle goes, oh, I can smell who, like the nicest word, but you know, the other word they said. And then everyone started laughing and then someone's like, oh, who farted, blah, 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 blah. And then the person next to them was like, no, I can smell it now. And then the person was like, no, I can smell it now. But then the two at the beginning had couldn't smell it anymore. And then this smell of feces worked its way around this circle and every single person in the circle smelt it. And like, when it got to me, I was like, no, no, that is unmistakably a smell of someone that has crapped their pants. Like it was foul. And um, there was this story that there was quite a nasty male spirit in this building. And so everyone, everyone kept on calling this man the shitty man. So throughout the night, you know, um, if you, if that smell came around, they'd start going, oh, you know, like mocking him. Um, yeah, yeah he, he wasn't happy with us. Um, throughout the night, there was a woman called Sarah in the group who kept on saying, oh, I feel really angry and I feel really emotional, but I don't know where this feeling is coming from. And um, one of the other guests, this this gentleman, he came up to me and my teammate in the break and said, oh, hi, I'm, I'm a psychic medium. I can tell that this nasty male spirit is attaching itself to Sarah. So he said, if at the end of the night you want me to cleanse her or get rid of this energy, I will. And we were like, yep, yeah, that'd be great, thanks. Um, later on that night, we go up to this open hallway and one of my teammates says, who wants to do an Ouija board? So this girl, Sarah, goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And someone else goes, yeah, I'll, I'll do it with you. So I'm stood against this wall and there's a table in front of me and Sarah and this other girl are doing this Ouija board. And then my teammate, Anita, was stood up with a torch holding it down so that you could see what they were doing on the Ouija board. And everyone else was stood around this room in like a circle. I'm stood there just watching, you know, the board and everything. Sarah's probably maybe two meters away from me. All of a sudden, this smell comes back into the room again, this strong feces smell. One of the guests to the left of me, left of me that's behind me goes, Oi, shitty man, what are you doing here? Like that. And everyone started laughing and we all went, ha ah, like that. As I laughed, I clocked eyes on Sarah, who all of a sudden, who's had, like, she was on the board like this. And I looked over at Sarah and she just, and her face changed into an old man. So I'm thinking, to think about Vigo from Ghostbusters, that scowling face. She just looked at me like this. Her eyes were almost like, black and piercing and she looked into my soul and if somebody was going to say I'm going to kill you with their eyes that is what I felt and I just was like <gasps> like that and I grabbed my teammate's arm next to me and she said to me do you see her face do you see her face and I was like I see her face and we both witnessed oh this girl's face change into an 
old haggard man and within seconds her face just went back to normal again and she just looked down at the board and Did she have like any recollection of looking no at that way? no we spoke to her after and we were like did you remember anything on the board she's like no like i don't you know that that was terrifying to me because if it was just me that witnessed it by now i would have gone oh i, I imagine things but it was mm. the fact that someone next to me viewed yeah. it saw exactly saw it the well. same thing and that was terrifying because that was looking evil directly in the eyes. And yeah, wow. at that point, I was like, do I want to do this anymore? Is it worth it? And, did, it but, change but, your, did it change how much you laughed at people calling him the shitty man? Yeah, I, I was like, I'm not mocking anyone. No. you know. And, and since then, that's the thing, like this whole like, mocking spirits to get a reaction oh come on you think you're strong enough oh you can't even push that door over there you know and that's what people do they they, <laughs> they provoke to get a reaction oh i bet you couldn't do that you bloody whip yeah go on there there he yeah, is then a... oh shitty pants yeah shitty stinky pants is here again yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh god that so yeah it would send you it'd make you defensive though wouldn't it it'd be like you know if you walked into a ghost and went oh poor it's like a wanker's nightmare in here. What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> also, like we've mentioned before, like at what stage of death, like when you die, if you're in your pajamas, are you in your pajamas for the rest of the time? If you're dying, you've shit your pants. Is that it for life? Oh. For for the afterlife? Sorry, if you just walking around smelling like shit for the rest. Of oh, it's the worst. Life. It's the worst. It's like because also maybe it's because we're accustomed to it, and it, you only really smell it if you've had an accident. I think. Human shit is one of the worst kinds, probably with our modern diets. In in a quick aside to a different type of real life horrors from Leanne's traumatic experience to one of our own, we were out for a dog walk once and Ricky disappeared out into the bushes and had clearly found where someone had been camping out and then he came back smacking his lips, having clearly been eating human shit. We oh. were several miles away from home and Karen made me walk home with him because she couldn't face him coming back into the car because he kept running away. He kept running away to eat more and more and more. And he just came and he absolutely reeked. Oh. Him, rolling it. I had to like very gingerly like put him back no. on his lead and then walk him home a couple of miles so he can then be hosed yeah. off in the garden. I oh, feel like both of those stories have affected little me. dog. Both of those, both of those stories have affected me greatly in two different, very, very different ways. <laughs> I, I generally got got like goosebumps when you when you said the old that man was a, face. Yeah, part. it's yeah. So that's that a brilliant story, but I'm sure for you it isn't brilliant. It's a horrible thing that happened, but um, yeah, that's true. Vigo terrifying. from Ghost. I was scared, yeah. terrified of Vigo as well. Yeah, that that scowl. That oh, mm. tell, tell you what, Leanne. I mean, we've been talking. We've been conjuring the spirit of. Danny Robbins from BBC. I'll, I'll hear you on season three with stories like that. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Let's go listening, Danny. And I know I'm sure you like to stay across your medium. Get Leon <laughs> on, please. <laughs> Leon, talk about old, old shitty pants ghost. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, what what did we get to? <laughs> we're talking about Hell House. Um, um, oh, yeah. So, the whole reason we're able to see these videos is we've had some of the talking heads and we had that bit where the photographer who kicked off after it wasn't explained very well, a photographer had gone into the house and this is the person that took the photos and said, um, I didn't want to go down into the basement. And we zoom in on just, you know, some 
kind of drag hand marks that are on the way at the bottom of those yeah. basement so he, stairs. He makes a point that he's been in some horrible places and some terrifying places, but this was like the only place where he was like, nope, not going, <laughs> not down, going down there. Big nope. <laughs> and then we meet uh, a survivor, someone who has been away and they haven't talked about it ever since. So we meet Sarah. Um, yeah. And we we see her. She's come in for an interview as part of this documentary and she hands over, you mentioned it then, this bag of videotapes and basically says I got to these before the police did they've been with me this whole time I haven't watched them here they are which brings us into what is the largest portion of the film which is purely just the the found footage element as presented mm, yeah. in this documentary so they go Mitchell go off and watch these tapes that's his job right <laughs> That's yeah. his job to watch all these tapes. Who knows how long they're going to be? Who knows how many hours of footage he had to like go through until he found anything juicy? He had to watch. Paul is this group's bears effectively. He doesn't seem to have an effective job, but just is following, <laughs> hanging around with them, videoing everything. But also, like, if he is filming it so that everybody can watch it back, why is he filming uh, Sarah in her pants? I'm thinking <laughs> that he's going to get zoomed away in that. as well. Yeah. And does like a video diary as well, saying like, oh, I want his first video diary is like, jeez, yeah. only one yeah. bloody woman here, and Alex doesn't like sharing, if you know what I mean. Like, it's normal that you would. I know. Also, <laughs> also, it's, I'm assuming he's got like a phone or he can go out somewhere and meet people. Why is he acting like they're all just like locked in his, like locked in the Big Brother like house? Like, it has to be like, there, they... yeah. Yeah, like, and also this basically, is, it's, an out, it's out of New York City, but there are other people around there. There is like a local. Yeah. It is a town. <laughs> He's one who's acting like if you're in a situation where you're staying in a house with someone of the opposite sex, you've got to sleep with them. That's the rules. Yeah. That's the rules. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What? What? What's wrong with you? Yeah. You're all right. Yeah, he's definitely a. Uh... Uh, a wrong and then as time goes on this is the thing him talking to camera and kind of like saying these things but also like yeah when they interview so many actors a little bit later he's he's uh, just a bit what would you say it just problematic a bit yeah just i mean she seems to like laugh it off but it's no it's not good is it yeah. um he's like everyone's least favorite uncle to be at a barbecue <laughs> he says the things that like there's the suggestive and flirty jokes you can make, and I think this guy is written to be like, uh, "Oh God, yeah, you, like you're you're almost to the point where you're the antagonist of the film, where like it's not even there's not even a subtlety, like you know, it's not like, a, oh hey, I've met this when we meet the actors in a little while. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh hey, I'll show you around the thing. Wink to camera. I know what I mean. I'm gonna try and chat her up. It's literally a so you'll be getting your boobs out, right? Yeah." Listen, Paul. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> uh, a fact, does anyone call him out? I think they did, and a couple of the guys go like, but they kind of treat it like, oh, Paul, <laughs> you, yeah, in, in, Paul, in in, a, in, oh, in an Paul. of the time way, it's of a whatever year this is meant to be set, in, like a two thousand and eight way, not not this day and age. No allies in this in this. <laughs> it situation. was it was before me too. <laughs> yes, it's definitely like sure it was. Oh, don't bother, Paul. That's a bit embarrassing. You know, a bit like. If he's your mate at school who keeps nicking your ruler or something, I'll oh, stop it. You're gonna break that. Mom's just got us that. It's not like no. Nah, it's probably it's probably like not. Paul... You're probably making her actors quite uncomfortable with your general perviness. Yeah, definite definite perv. Um, so there's bad bloke so... Paul, and then there's Alex the moneyman who is, um, yeah, like he wants. He's found this location, They're... right? He's found Hell House. 
well, no, he's found the place with a new hell house. Mm-hmm. So is it him and Sarah in a relationship, right? Is that right? Yes, yeah. him and Sarah together. Yeah. And then there's Tony. Tony, the electrician guy that was going on at the beginning, like, oh, I need to like have lights to do my job and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Stop moaning, Tony, for God's sake. Uh, you want someone and then? Is, is that Matt Andy the guy is that's a... like, oh, everything's a pain? Fucking oh, hell, I working. <laughs> They've given him a nickname. <laughs> They had to give him a nickname because his name is Andy. They couldn't have an Andy, a Tony, Paul, and Alex. It'd be like, I don't know who anyone is. So they've just gone from Max. Sorry, sorry for calling Andy a generic name, Andy. I just oh, it is. Like... A, lot, a, lot, a lot of people have it. That's why I have a really long last name. Um, I just gone. What kind of name is Andy? Ridiculous. Fucking hell, uh, yeah. Mac. Old miserable Mac. Got, like like Mac. Says, got a proper grimace on his face because he's sad. McDonald's mm. grimace, the big purple milkshake man. That's who that is. Yeah. Old grimace here. <laughs> Is um, he's a right misgog. He's like, oh fucking hell, everything's a hassle. Yeah, but he wants I the feel like you're in the wrong actors. business. A lot of people in the ro- a lot of people in this film are in the wrong business because it feels like pe- just the most basic of tasks. Everyone's proper put out by. What have we got to do? I got to walk down this dark corridor in a in a haunted house. Oh god, can't be bothered. Do your job. <laughs> so we we start to hear. As this goes on, we start to hear a bit more about the um, the the story connected to the Aberdon Hotel, um, like what possibly happened in the past, why it was mm. abandoned and everything like that. Um, not like loads of detail at this point, mm. but we get like that there was possibly some people who died there. Yeah, because when they're interviewing the actors, the um, Diane so says... some people disappeared, right? Maybe. Yeah. She's got no info though, right? She's one of these people who goes like, they'll say something interesting, and you go, "Oh my god, that sounds interesting." Tell me more, and they go, "I actually don't know anything." About but then has something else. <laughs> She's sake. like, "Oh, there's there's local rumors. Oh, what the local rumors? Oh, I don't know anything, but allegedly these two people who I know the names and ages of disappeared on yeah. this date and at this time. And the police <laughs> yeah. arrested him, but then they didn't keep him in prison because um, they didn't have evidence. He had evidence that allowed him to say that they definitely left the hotel, but then he was found hanged." And there's a, oh, but I don't, I, I cannot stress enough that I don't know anything about it. All right. Apart from ages, all those details that I've just given. For ages, I thought they said 18 something until they were like, and here's a photo of him hanged. And I was like, in the 1800s, how did he get hold of that? Yeah. No, it's been closed it was, for about it's... 12, 15 years, right? It's, yeah. It's been, it's been gone for a while. It's a dilapidated place and there's bottles of wine and there's tipped over chairs and they find in the basement big old stack of Bibles. And then they also talk about um, your favourite thing, Leanne, is when they connect. Connect. It's a bloody demon, isn't it? It's a bloody demon. <laughs> they go like Abaddon. Abaddon is like a name. Do they say Latin or like it's something, something like similar? Yeah. It's like a name of a demon that guarded the entrance of hell at one point in mm. one set of you know religious texts. I forget which what one. We, mm. What should we call? What should we call this hotel? We got anyone got any names? We're coming up with names. Coming up with some names. Anybody got anything? <laughs> I've got Ab- Abaddon. It's like a demon. Uh, God <laughs> hell. That's brilliant. Write that down. Anybody else? Jesus Christ. Um, the, the quiet rest? No. We should differentiate ourselves from the Premier League. I cannot compete with a good night guarantee. I need to get the horror crowd in. <laughs> we need to get... Uh, wait, who does the adverts for... Lenny, Lenny Henry. Henry. <laughs> 
He didn't put his name to just anything, Ben. He's one of the nation's <laughs> treasures. Selene Henry. <laughs> Selene Henry. They do make an advert in this film as well, don't they, for the for the haunted house? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could have done with Selene Henry for that. They just do some shit. They do um, like a add a shit narrative to this. Yeah. This yeah. These two the zombies that are, that are married and there's an affair. While Sarah's off, like clearly possessed, looking at a statue across the park. Oh yeah, she's um, she's classic case of possession. This is yeah. If you, turned, yeah, her, they, if you turned her around, she'd have the face of Vigo from Ghostbusters. Yeah, to watch out. If someone's usually quite chatty and they go quiet for a few minutes, you've got to watch out. They haven't got Vigo face. <laughs> <laughs> Just go up to them and give give them a sniff. <laughs> like shit, they've been possessed. But don't um, slag them off. Just. Gently break it to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking about. Oh! I'm, I am actually. I'm, I am worried about this. <laughs> this is scary. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find a Vigo like Snapchat filter or something, and just take a selfie and send it to you. No, I went. Oh my god. But did you Sorry. know though that the um all of the internal shots from this movie were actually shot in a real haunted, haunted attraction in Pennsylvania. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. I was doing. I can't remember. I can't remember the name because I didn't write it down. But there is, in Pennsylvania, there is a proper haunted haunted house attraction, and there's pictures going around the building of like guests going around and their um staff, you know, all dressed up and stuff, and it looks really creepy. But you can see where the bar scene was shot, and you can see all oh, wow. the like bits around and stuff from the from the film. It's really cool. That's really interesting. I think, is it the one where there's meant to have been like some murders of some gangsters that used as a speakeasy and then there were some, there were some deaths down there as well. I think one of my colleagues, oddly enough, had a corporate event there a few weeks ago (laughs) and they were talking about the real life horrors of global mobility challenges in the current marketplace. But yeah, they they went and had a really good time, and I'm in the wrong continent to go. But they are going to fill me in on the details of it. That sounds really cool. I had no idea yeah. they filmed it there. If you want, like anything to be haunted, a haunted house attraction ride. I mean, what was it like a chicken and egg scenario? Like, what happened first? Was it haunted, and then they made it into a, a, a attraction ride? Yeah. Or the I other way around. So. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. I think it was an abandoned. If it's very similar to this film, I think it was an abandoned hotel. And then, yeah, and then they turned it into this, um, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, Haunted House Attraction. But there were real ghosts there. And things as well, I look, looked online, I thought, oh, what, like, they've got, like, the, they've got, like, a paranormal convention there in a couple of weeks, I think. And I'm like, oh, and then, like, they've got, like, these events where you can go there and, you know, do all the, like, haunted attractions and stuff. And it's, like, $30. And I'm like, that's so cheap. It's really reasonable, yeah. but sadly, we one more real life horror airfares not so cheap. So, for us. so yeah, just look, just looking now. So, the haunting at the Waldorf Hotel in Layton, Pennsylvania. Um, and Pennsylvania is run scariest state in the U.S. as well. It's run by Angie, Angie Moyer, who served as a film set designer as well. Um, and they changed the setting. So I think they changed the setting and then the script had to be altered as well because of that. I kind of, I did get a bit confused by like the layout of the house in my head. Like I couldn't quite, even though we saw a lot of different rooms, I couldn't quite work out what was what. There was a lot of like, it felt very linear, didn't it? Rather Yeah, they've got like a a bar and a kitchen and like a toilets with like urinals and... And they're obviously staying upstairs. 
as well. But I couldn't quite work out. Obviously, there's the basement and there's that room where there's like the piano dude what's his name hector yeah um and the room where everyone sat around tables as well but yeah i couldn't quite get the the sort of geography of this place down i was a bit like couldn't really work out maybe that's kind of it it's supposed to be a bit disorienting yeah yeah and they planned that like that their pierce de resistance is you can have like a, a real flow through right because there's a storm door in the basement that will be their exit effectively right that's gonna get them back out oh, so yeah, come right. through you'll go forward you'll go through the spooky house and then that's your way mm. that's your way out and then they mentioned that after they've spent a couple of weeks up they've got the electrics working and they start living there um yeah and they do they, they, and when they are talking about the, the sort of history of the place as well they do say that there's like satanic symbols and stuff in the basement and then they're like wait was that here before with <laughs> <laughs> was that it before or not um or did you do it yeah that's yeah. what the actress yeah. says isn't she yeah we get an act that's we right. get the idea that alex in particular maybe knows more of the history that he's told the others yeah right yeah because mm. he's a bit more like okay but, but he's a cynic isn't he essentially he's like okay i know the history but it means nothing because i know that but but one thing i didn't get though is that like surely that would push the ticket sales if he's <sighs> Talking about yeah, you know this happened yeah, here. True. Like, why was he being all like, stop talking about the hauntings at the haunted attraction? Like, dude, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you know that... like, If you're not going to capitalize on it, get a new build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that, I think that's homes. why I was kind of, I was kind of confused by that, and also like the fact that the police were trying to hide someone as well, because I expected there to be like a huge reveal. I don't know why I thought it was going to be like just a huge reveal about what was actually legitimately yeah. behind what happened. And I don't think we ever truly get that, do we? Maybe it's the like the reactions of the police in Springwood where Freddy Krueger gets up to his murders. We're like, shut up. Don't talk about it, because if you don't give it the power of the oxygen of publicity, <laughs> like, it comes in a you know pre-cancel culture era that this came out. So not only Paul, but also the people doing sacrifices haven't just been absolutely blacklisted and erased from history yeah um so yeah maybe that's what they're trying to do they're just trying to keep it quiet Mm. and not and not engage with it why why alex as a as leanne pointed out someone who's building a haunted attraction doesn't go yeah and actual (laughs) murders come to the actual (laughs) obviously alex good at scouting locations shit at marketing this is why he's got a team so they do there are like some strange goings on, a um, couple of like noises and stuff. There's a really quite effective little sequence where Paul was talking to camera and somebody like walks in. Yes, in he background. thinks it's Sarah, and... right? This is when that's he's that... like, he's being gross to camera and saying, oh, bloody hell, I've been noshed off for the best part of <laughs> God knows how long. It's been three could... bloody days, it has. That's yeah, what... if, only, yes. if only me, could I could find uh, when some more bloody women turn up and I'll pull them instantly and then someone walks into the room and stands there mm. that was and creepy think, that's yeah. the first bit of tension we see but well that's he's... the thing it did it sorry it did take quite a long time for something creepy to happen like i know you had that little kind of flyby shot where it goes back and there's like a dark figure in you know which i thought was quite clever but but like sam was sat there going god a lot of dialogues a lot of chatting but i think that kind of added to the almost the realness of it because I hate found footage films where it's or like 
it's too scripted because real life conversations there are lots of overlapping there are lots of in jokes that people don't you know and I quite got I got that sense when they're in the bar and they're all chatting about oh what happened in um Queens oh, yeah, oh you know and the barman's like whoa and they're all laughing and stuff and like I think that whole feeling of you mm-hmm. being sat there going I have no idea what's going on added to the realness of it mm-hmm. that's yeah. true that's true but that was one good. thing I was going to ask you to about like Leanne, you just brought up the bit where they have like a little fly through mm. and then there's like a robed character that we see. I think a different production wouldn't have done this because we get a couple of bits where we get a little bit spooked or in this first case with the fly past, the people operating the camera don't realise. they're no. when they're on the way to the basement to have a look down at it the first time and there is like like a black shaped figure mm. that, that, we, that we scroll past, much like in the film... We all mentioned it having like a connection with Ghostwatch. Ghostwatch never draws attention to, or very only only briefly draws attention to, and then pretends in a second look that it isn't there. This one very much, we see it, and then it goes back, like the documentary makers have gone, and if you look here, viewer, <laughs> you'll see there is a scary bit. <laughs> Mm. And I get it from the contrivance of this being a documentary that's been happening that's happened after the fact they might have pulled back and showed and showed it. it but not to the point where like the narrator of the documentary comes in and says yeah look here you'll find that i don't know do you do you think that was effective as part of it being presented as a documentary or do you think they're not giving their audience enough credit because they built this subtle scare in there and then they're saying but i want to show you that i've yeah. done that i don't want you to miss it what do you think? Would you would you have got the same out of it if they hadn't drawn attention to it? Well, did, did I noticed it when yeah, it panned past? I went, oh, what was? And then it went back in slow mo. This, yeah, and I was kind of like, I think, I think, I do start to question. Okay, if this was found footage, who was the one that slowed down and then went? Oh, okay, I'm going to show it back again. Like, was it Mitchell? Was Mitchell there, like crying feel, at the loss of his like boss? I, going, oh, I'm editing this. I need to do it for need to do it for Diane. Like, you know. Yeah, I've got to put this out now. Actually, <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I gave it. It was okay. This is the documentary makers that have put this down. But separating that out and away from that framing, just as a piece of entertainment. Do we? Do you guys feel that it, you benefited from it being called out, or would you have been? It's hard to say because it's, it's not the way you've had it. Do you think it would have been better to just be a subtle? If you're watching closely, you'll see it. If not, then it'll pass you by. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I kind of like both sides of it. <clears throat> I like the the ghost watch thing, where like if you didn't really pay attention, you would never see pipes. And also like things like Haunt on Haunt of Hill House, where like there's little ghosts hidden in all the yeah. time. Really hundreds and corners. Hundreds in that. But also like, I don't know, this side of it made it feel a bit Lake Mungo, you know, when they like genuinely like call out the various things mm-hmm. they see and it zooms in on it. Because some people won't necessarily pay so much attention to that, but I don't know, it gives it a, it gives it a certain something. It reminds me a bit of like Yes, Lake Mungo, but also like I used to love watching Strange But True when I was growing up and like the amount of times you'd watch a piece of footage or you'd watch a uh, like re reimagining of something. What word am I thinking of for that? What crime watch do? 
uh, our reconstruction. Yeah. Reconstruction of that. And then they'd like go, oh, and, and if you and then you miss this. I don't know, something about that, the matter of factness of it, like going, here's the thing that you should have seen, and now we're mm. zooming in on it and showing you. Something about that just solidifies it a little bit more. Because you it, otherwise it's a blink and you miss it kind of moment. Yeah. And you know, some people will see it, some people won't. I might if I, if I was gonna do it, I might have leaned into it slightly more and put the fr- more of the framing of the documentary there. Maybe I would have cut to a cut to a talking head there and gone, look at this shape. What do you think that shape is? Well, it's clearly not there. You'll see it in other, like maybe make more mm-hmm. of it because yeah. it's it's kind of, it feels like a halfway house that it's never addressed in, um, it's never addressed from the documentary makers. It just like rewinds and like goes. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's, it's still effective. I love these subtle little nods there and these early parts of them, but quickly escalate right yeah yeah it escalates pretty uh pretty quickly and mainly through through the sources of paul as well isn't it because yeah he's this he's is the, the one who's mm. yeah paul so paul's done some fun aside he's done the bit with hector the w that's sitting on the piano where we hear him basically play a little bit of music with him and then we've seen them build the clowns when they talk mm. about um you know, they, they've got these clowns that go, oh, it's a shame because their heads don't move. They're all going to be looking in the same direction. But what can you do? You've got to deal with the production that you that you have. And then it's, mm-hmm. I guess, about this point, I'm not sure if it's before or after we meet the actors, but at some point around the sort of midpoint of the film, we have this bit where quite a lot of the guys have gone out. There's just a few of them in the house. So I think Alex and... Sam, Sarah, sorry, Alex and Sarah have gone out to mm. get some stuff from town. And our Paul and the two technical guys are around there. He sees Mac and goes, Where buddy is where's our other fella? Where where is he off to? Mm. And he goes and he sees the clown that's not down in the basement. It's standing at the top of the stairs. He looks away and looks back and its head is moved and it's now looking at him. Um this is a scary bit, right? Mm. This is tense. I, mean, I liked. Reacts. Sorry, carry no, on. Go on. No, 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 go on, Leah. Go on. I was going to say it's probably what you're about to say, but I like the fact that he didn't react negatively. He didn't go oh like that. He kind of went, "All oh, right, yeah, okay, mate," kind of thing. And it it was you, mm. us as an audience were almost jumping, but mm-hmm. the him as the you know the, through the eyes of Hall, he didn't react the way we did because he thought it was his friend and it wasn't Mm. until he walks back and then sees them joined together that it's like well how did you get what the what the fuck you know like yeah i really like that because it's so easy for him to turn the camera and go oh and jump but his reaction wasn't matching up to i guess the audience's reaction yeah. I think the jump scares work well because they're not like standard jump scares, especially in fact in a fine footage film like this, which has got no soundtrack essentially as well. Like we don't get that shrill like violin mm. or big big bang when there's a scare. We kind of like make of the scares what what we mm. like. The defective scares are the ones that like really resonate with us. And this moment is is good because he reacts how somebody would like everybody is assuming that the other person is 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 messing with them essentially yeah. isn't it like you're messing with that you're messing with me you've done this you've done that um so yeah i kind of like that that the scares aren't just like things dropping into screen or like turning and seeing stuff it's kind of like they feel a bit more organic i guess the scares don't they mm. yeah 
But yeah, it old, does, creepy it... cli- old, old creepy clown face with his leaky, leaky clown eyes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be, so the neck doesn't move, but I'd be like, can you stand it up like that? Is it poseable like that? Because they're always mostly always sat down, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do they stand and sit down? I guess they do, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a little bit it's definitely creepy. It's it's effective because then he, when he goes back to see like the obviously it's gone and it's gone, it's down in the basement to... again, right? It's just put <clears throat> away. Hmm. Yeah. Imagine loads of demons just off camera. Going, Shh. Yeah, fucking got him. Put yeah. this back. Put this back. It's almost similar. It's similar to like when Batman vanishes off screen, or the Batman movies, where they turn around and he's gone. So literally, as soon as you look away from the mannequin, it's like... his legs. <laughs> yeah. Better get back. It's like that bit in the right. Resident Evil stuff, Ben, with that those horrible mannequins that come after you when you're not when you're not looking. Yeah. Well, it's like that. What's 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 the Doctor Who episode with the oh the dead like... blink one, right? Yeah. I mean, that is creepy, the fact that something would move. And that makes it more effective, because if you just saw it moving, I think you'd be more like, okay, I, I kind of know what I'm dealing with here. But yeah, something about that is is genuinely quite scary. Um, I'll tell you what you want in this one. I know this one's, we've got a bit of an excuse because the electrics are funny in this house, but they have got them working. Said the same in Insidious, but put the bloody big lights on. Mm. Yeah, why, why have they got that red light? On? And why is the light red in the hallway? Yeah. They've got to be some like actual lights so that they can actually do work in the house. So just for God's sake, put the big light on. I don't care. I don't care about the lecky bill. Get the big lights on in every every single room. Yeah, but market that this is a haunted house to make more of a profit on this and run your lights. Also, <laughs> wasn't an energy crisis back then. They're all right. <laughs> They're fine. They're absolutely fine. Uh, so yeah, in terms of the scare, sort of like dying up, you obviously get that happening um and not long after that is when paul goes a bit well as i say goes goes missing and then goes a bit strange but we we kind of see exactly what happens i'm assuming never at any point did they think maybe we should watch back the footage to see if anything's happened to paul while he was missing for example you would have thought that that when he goes missing you would think maybe he's because they assume he's fucked off you would assume you would check the video right in case he's you would see the last thing he filmed in case he'd done one of his nightly diary entries where he yeah. goes, fucking suck shit, you lot, I'm off. Um, or when he goes, diary entry number 45, Sarah in her pants again. I've got to talk about this, all right? Just... God yeah, damn it, Paul. I, I, I'm going to film this every day until I've seen a different pair. Because this is, you know, this is... <laughs> I mean, the same one twice. He's like, I've got to get the whole set. It's like Pokemon cards. He's... <laughs> He's trying to get the whole cross section of all the different oh. types of underwear he can he can record her in. And between this, we've also <laughs> met the actors who he's. These are the ones that gave us some more of this background. We've heard there's the main one yeah. who's going to be the girl down in the basement. There's a guy who just seems Why a really she, nice normal man. Well, I would get to this. Why does the woman in the basement? need to for some reason have like her dress just like, cut all the way up I and know. off. It's like, Especially since it's a what? button up top, just undo them if you're going to be like and, that. And the fact that they were like, oh don't worry, Joey's got the keys to your handcuffs. It's like you would never put them in real handcuffs because that is a complete health and safety hazard. Yeah, that's like, true. That, just, they just, that would never, that would never pass. Then what, what, if ha- what if you're in handcuffs? This is a limited then... liabilities company. Maybe their limited <laughs> liability is that they are alive, We're not insured. <laughs> what, if someone, 
some of the punters might like start like grabbing at her or something as well. well that's like, why they've got to be able to just go. What you that's doing? why they've got right. that surly bloke. Well, he's not a surly bloke. It just seems like he a jolly the... chap. Yeah, with the eyeball trick. Oh, oh yeah. do, you, do you reckon that actor got that job because he could do that with his eye? Yeah, I, re- I read actually. I was reading trivia online, and it said that he could actually do that. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. He's like the Guinness Book eyes. of Records woman that can open her eyes real wide and make her eyes pop out like a Ghostbusters <laughs> toy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the only bless him. Don't want to throw him under the bus. Probably the only interesting thing about him because I don't think he barely says a word in this film. Does he? I feel like this this man? I don't think he necessarily like he does he does the eyeball thing, which is beyond anything I can do. But I feel otherwise he may not be an actor because it feels like they've just turned the camera around. I mean, which is great for a found footage movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just strikes you as a normal man who like occasionally comes into film, into shot, looks a bit uncomfortable that someone's pointing the camera at him and he's sort of like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go and put your clan outfit on. All uh, right. So um, yeah, with, with the whole pool scenario, he just wakes up in the night or in the morning and there's... Well, he wakes up with a start, and I think you had a, he's had the other scares. He's had other times where he's gone up, and they the clown's been moving about again as usual. But then one night, he's done his little video where he's gone. He's more serious than usual. He like says, "Oh, we've got no business being here. Actually, mm. um, this is awful." And we open in like a week. Um, but I bloody hate this. It's thingy and. Um, Sarah always looks good, mostly in her pants, but she actually looks shit at the minute because um, she's she's knackered out. And then he says, oh, well, off to Is sleep. Is that what he says? Is that what he says? It's just, oh, she looks real bad, but she always looks good, so... yeah. This is like it, it must be really bad. And this he's is basing like... how bad the scenario is based on how much he fancies Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I proper fancy her. I'm feeling great. He doesn't fancy her as much. She's like, this is real bad here. It's I think she's having the shittest I've ever seen her. Like, I don't think we've got any business being here anymore. And this is <laughs> this is after they were filming an advert for the oh, yeah. Hell House. What was Alex the statue showing... of? Just like a, a Virgin Mary statue. Yeah, just like a standard park angel, right? And she's there. Because this at it. this whole scene with Paul was after the um the flashing lights bit in the basement, wasn't uh, it? Oh yeah. Oh, Where... had, how many creepies have we got? Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was really creepy because it was it was that flashing of the strobe lighting, and you could you were there even mm. saying to yourself, "Hold on, was that was that there just then, or was that you know?" And you're you're questioning yourself, and then when he. When he runs out and throws up, apparently that was genuine, and the actor really threw up. Oh, what? Because oh, wow. the flashing lights or something? Or I, just... I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know whether they. I don't know whether they didn't tell the actors what they were going to do. You know, or, or kind of what happened. But yeah, they said um, it, again trivia um, that that actor actually threw up, and that oh, wasn't yeah. wasn't yeah. And the director jumped up. All... Is that brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just do it one more time because the light wasn't quite right. So if you could just throw up again. <laughs> <laughs> trivia was something that we we used to make that a big part of the show when we first started the podcast. Not so much anymore. So appreciative for it for you bringing some along because that's uh, very interesting. Definitely. I should do a little bit more work on that front, Ben. I really should pick <laughs> up my game. But it's very appreciated when good folks like Leanne come. <laughs> well, and bring we both it to should. Us. We both should. Um, yeah. So this bit in the room. So he like wakes up and there's just like a creepy woman with scary eyes i couldn't tell if this there. was sarah at first or not mm. so i couldn't tell if it was sarah and i also couldn't tell whether it was just like a mannequin 
initially. Yeah. Until is, this supposed, is this supposed to be the mum or daughter that went missing? Because, you know, they said about the story about uh, a yeah. mum and an 11-year-old daughter went missing and the hotel owner, so-and-so Tully, was blamed or whatever. Is is that ghost supposed to be or that person? I couldn't really tell, tell what the age of this, this person was supposed to be. No. I mean, it could have been a kid, could have been a woman. I don't know. Mm. See, he, I eventually does... thought it was Sarah. You did? Yeah, I just took it as, I mean, all white folk look the same in this like, film at very like least. She, like, so... she was possess- like she was possessed. Yeah. You're thinking that she'd gone fully possessed. Uh, yeah, maybe. But he does the classic, I'm just going to hide under the blankets till she goes away, um, which we've all been. When we when we see a pile of clothes in the corner of the room and we wake up in the middle of the night and we go, that is definitely a demon. That is definitely some sort of, that's a night terror waiting to happen. Um but unfortunately, it doesn't work this time because when he comes out of the blank out of the blankets, it's closer. She's a bit closer. And you know, and we know when things are going genuinely bad in fine footage films, when the camera glitches out, that we know something bad's happened. So he right. essentially Paul could have got away with that one. He was under a sheet. He could have blended he got his in with girl. the and walked out. Yeah. He's been there sending out to the universe. Oh, I need a girl. You know, I'm all a bit lonely here. <laughs> she turns up. Starts getting closer to him, and he's like onto the blanket, like yeah. Yeah, that's it. Ready? It's one of those things. He's that's the perfect talks example. A big game. All buddy mouth, no trousers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah. You could have sneaked I mean, out I, as a ghost though while he's under a sheet. You could have just walked around the house, going, Ooh, and then he got right. It's like, yeah. Oh, all right, clocking up late. Oh yeah, we've been up at this for hours, and he's like, Ooh, and he could just nipped out, got got away. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so paul like vanishes essentially and that is when um is it mac who goes and or is it tone who knows yeah mac goes and goes, got the oh he's disappeared it's gonna... but i'm gonna carry on doing his cam his camera work yeah. because if if anything you know we need to commit to this it's what he'd want it's what he'd want it's what he would have wanted and even though we fucking ate him and we're slagging him off the second he's disappeared oh disappeared on eh? the camera Typical. as well this footage he's gonna paul's yeah. gonna edit so not only has it got Sarah in her pants, it's now got them slagging him off as Can well. Can you imagine if he came back and said, oh, so sorry, that my, my, my nan had been rushed to hospital, so I had to, <laughs> had to chip off. Sorry, I didn't have... Like, I left a video message, though. I didn't want to wake you. And like, did you watch video- back? Oh, no. Check we'll, it. We'll just, we'll just delete the last couple of days, just because they've been like, literally the second you've got it, fucking Paul, piece of work. Absolute <laughs> <laughs> fucking loose unit here. <laughs> but then... They do find him like a little while later, just in the basement, sat chilling. And I think they do the classic, like, what do they say to him? They go, Come on, Paul, stop mucking about. Skiving off down here, are you? <laughs> <Skiving> <laughs> this, this is after another good scare, though. So Mac and oh, Tony yeah. go down to um, the basement, and all the clowns look around and they hide in a cupboard for a little bit. Um, and this is a good. Um, yeah, maybe have you been in a situation where you've got someone who avidly believes that this is paranormal and scary, and then someone else who, by their admission, is a skeptic, they don't believe in ghosts and spirits that has gone, no, it's scary, but we're fine. Take a yeah. deep breath and we're going to step out here in a minute. One, two, three, off you pop. Yeah. Have you been in situations like that? Where uh, all, like... all the time, all the time. I've like, I've, I've been in situations where. Oh, you know, get an Ouija board out and one of the women sat around the Ouija board is so desperate to have a personal message. And it's like, Nan, are you here? How, how's, <laughs> how's 
how's Uncle Ben? Is he all right? And it's going, yes. And you're there. The, the guy rice in. guy? The, the yeah. rice guy? <laughs> Spider-Man's uncle? <laughs> how's Uncle yeah. Ben? I think it's just called uh, just called Ben's Rice now. And it was, no, was it yeah. called? No, they changed it recently. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah like, I it's just... And then, and like, and you're sat there going, oh come on! Like it starts to become that they are so desperate for a message that they are subconsciously moving the planet mm-hmm. around to say what they want to kind of fulfill their need. And then like it's just it kind of, you know, I don't. Should I should yeah. I stay with Philip? <laughs> yeah. Philip's there, like pushing it towards no. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it seems that the spirit's in two minds. We're pushing it down. <laughs> 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 so it's like people who are more susceptible to things are gonna like believe and almost like see and experience things just yeah. because they're so willing for it to happen always like yeah. I said, it's not it's not all always just that they want to come up with something that isn't real right they subconsciously without consciously decide i'm going to really move this to yes mm. their their hands will you know make those movements towards the thing they desperately want to happen right yeah, it's called the idiometer effect. It's a subconscious move. It's like, no, unconscious movements, basically, that your body does. So you don't, you, you, you will genuinely go, I didn't move that, but it's mm. such a small movement. But um, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've, I've been on vest- investigations with some fantastic psychic mediums and, you know, and some of the best psychic mediums I've been on investigations with will say, there's nothing here you know they, they they're not about fabricating anything so they will happily say on an event no i'm not sensing anything you know mm-hmm. so i i appreciate those people yeah yeah that's good isn't it? that's good but this um, is a real mac is there and he is uh he's not sensing anything he's just sensing that he's been stuck in a bloody cupboard with tony rabbiting on and he's like right we're gonna go out there and they get out there Tony's quite frustrated because the clowns are looking the right way. And then he goes, no, I'll show you the video. And I will give them credit for this. They do have bits where they rewind the video and look back at what's happened to show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you know, and it isn't always glitched out. The things that have happened have happened. Mm. Um, you know, the clown but people has moved. Are, but people are just still like, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Something else we just can't explain them, it? And this is where, like Ben says, they find Paul. Strikes me here that he's 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 just in his socks, <laughs> but is sitting on his shoes. What? His, his shoes I are there. He's just sat on them. I did not notice Wait, that. Has he done that thing where he's taken his shoes off, put his shoes where his knees are, and then pretended to be uh, like, like a little <laughs> three foot No, um, no, he he sat legs out, but he sat on his shoes. Maybe the actor was like, oh, don't want to get piles sitting on this cold stone floor. Sat on my trainers. Yeah, well, it might happen. But yeah, so essentially he's like mute now, isn't he? Like he's alive, he's breathing, but yeah. he's mute. Who knows? He's he does a bit of a Vigo face at some of the but guys. The, every, every, I was going to say, everyone actually prefers this version of Paul. They're just like, yeah. Just... 100%. He's not curving on it. any of the any of the, uh, the women, though. Yeah. Everyone feels just a little bit more comfortable with themselves. <laughs> I mean, does he no, still Paul operate the is... camera at all? Has he just become like a mute oldest camera Paul? <laughs> he don't even like he hates cameras now. He's dead against them. He's like oh, he does look a bit scowly him. now. He's he like... he is he is silent and he's constantly in bed, you know. Yeah. Which I feel like he just wanted an excuse to some, go and have some a of kid. our buddy. Yeah. No buddy change, is it? 
doing less <laughs> than ever. Change, mate. <laughs> Maybe uh, he's just like it... heard them slagging him off, so he's giving them the silent treatment. Like... <laughs> that would make more sense. I had a real dicky um, tummy, and I went down to the local McDonald's so I wouldn't wouldn't put you guys out in this dilapidated house, which I don't see evidence of a working toilet. So actually, I've just for your convenience, I've been away, and then I walked back in, and you go in. Like a meal. That's true because the only toilet we've got is just like all made up for the for the hot. Yeah, for the house, it's got bloody it? man hanging from chains over the toilet. You don't want that. You you couldn't have you couldn't use that in a relaxing way, could you? No, I mean what you could absolutely you couldn't. So Paul's gone. Actually, I left to be considerate, and I walked back to it. You all slagging me off, and it'd be one of those things where like. They're slagging him off and he's standing behind them. He's like, how long have you been there? There's only one answer to that in a true soap opera style. Long enough. Then you storm off. (laughs) (laughs) I actually heard everything, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so they pretty much just decide to go ahead and open for the night, don't they? And then we see um, some footage of like the queue, and then we see it from both point of views because obviously we saw the start with the YouTube video. We chop we between it, YouTube and the YouTube and yeah. the head cam now, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So obviously the guy's got the head cam. Um, everything's going wrong. Walkie talkies aren't working. Um, t- terrible, terrible luck. And yeah, we kind of. But to be fair, this time around, we don't even necessarily see loads more really do we mm. we still we see we see some extra bits but we don't see loads more i thought we, we were gonna see get a like, bit more in the basement reveal. right because we've had the a lead a lead actor uh that's down in the basement we see the clown man run out and now we know that it's a man uh in a clown outfit he's he's losing it uh yeah. and, and and running out there and then we see our lead actress who was handcuffed up going bloody let us out and then there's like a well, there's some robed figures that are approaching them, and mm. the leader is—I assume it's the hotel owner—but he's dressed as Count Orlock. He's like a big bald man, um, and he's—oh yeah—he encroaches on people slowly. Yeah, mm. yeah, big bald man. Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. You're not getting this effect because, like, it's very frenetic. It's very active. It's hard in a found footage movie to see it and the energy behind it and all of a sudden this screaming. We've had a good couple of scenes where all of a sudden you get a high energy bit uh, and things are where you didn't expect them to be and it's effectively done. I think we're... Mm. I, I should definitely say that you don't get the effect from us describing it here but um, there's a lot going on. People are screaming and shouting and there's loads of random people running through there and then you see yeah. quite a desperate effect where I guess loads of people compiling it. Are they attacking each other and eating them, or is that? I don't know. I think it's just that they all experience that terror at the same time because these clone, these like figure hooded figures are coming towards them. So they're all trying to get out and scramble in as people are still trying to get down. Because I guess like in that environment as well, everyone is screaming. So it's like trying to differentiate between the screaming like genuine fear screaming like get out get out get out and also this woman's there hanging up going let me out let me out and you're like oh you're a really good actress like i really believed you yeah because she is that what she's saying like this is a part of the show this is a part of the show yeah yeah, but then i i couldn't quite gauge like what was actually even happening like that where she was saying this isn't part of the show this is where there's there's the hooded figures around in the basement and Mm. then there's one 
with a hood down and Ugh. a spooky face. face. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I couldn't really gather what the face was. Was it a mangled face? It was just a pale face, like a lurch. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, Uncle Fester, like yeah. kind of lurch. Yeah, that, like Spuddy Vigo all over again, isn't it? Yeah, but like I think what like what I felt when I was watching it, it it was that because obviously you're you're getting that point of view, aren't you? Because the camera is is you're seeing it through the eyes of someone. And it's that it's very claustrophobic because you. Mm. F- I feel like I'm down there, and I'm just like I'm there going get out, get out because I feel like I want to get out. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and this sort of sunken-eyed figure is approaching on the actor. Do we see him? Does he maybe stab her? Stab her in the tongue? I think I there was a part. It did look like all of her guts were hanging out. Yeah, it did look a bit. She looked a bit. Yeah, not her best. Not yeah. her best. Yeah, she's looking, <laughs> Not she's best. looking, she's looking I mean, right poorly because a stab in the tummy will come ever so sharp. Um, <laughs> and yeah, everyone's scrambling to get, everyone's scrambling to get out. And now we go to the end where Mac with the head cam has basically ushered a pe- the people we saw in the YouTube video. We saw someone waving them out. The police are arriving. Um, we see him kind of usher the rest of the well, the people that filmed the YouTube thing, at very least, out, and then the door slams, and he's back in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when when do we sort of go back to the sort of we have the one o- more bit story as well? So like yeah, we go one, one more bit. bit. So Matt gets locked in. He runs back and he finds Sarah, who goes up to the loft with him. We see certain things coming out. We see like figures in certain bits of the room. They when they stop at certain points, things come out and start walking towards them. It sort of drives them onwards until they get to the attic where he in turn is encroached on by these figures. Um, sort of these robed figures. Effects-wise and production-wise, I will say this is perhaps one of the moments where it's a lot scarier when you don't see the things. Um, yeah, yeah. Here where it's I just so. black shapes, there's leggy venoms all over again, Ben. It's... Uh, you know, when it's just sort of amorphous robed shapes at the end, I don't think you can ever create anything, certainly not with the budget these this team had to to create that fear that you wanted there. I'd have almost had them be got in like a Blair Witch style. And I know the basement itself is very Blair Witchy, but mm. I would have perhaps had them got by something they didn't see. Yeah. I think that probably would have would have worked. Um, yeah, just like the chaos of this sort of section, I did feel a little uh, just a, just a tad lost yeah. in terms of like what what I was what was supposed to be happening. It is um, hard to and keep I think, up. Yeah, I just think that I think it had a lot of lot of potential leading yeah, up it's... to this moment, and I don't know. I, I I kind of felt like I still didn't feel necessarily like I was any more aware of like genuinely what was supposed to happen. Maybe that was the point, you know. Maybe the point yeah. was. I'm I feel like it's a good climax, but we just visually it couldn't quite pull off what they wanted to deliver with the reveal maybe yeah. but mac is effectively got and then we go back to the interview with sarah saying oh basically they didn't get me uh, i just went downstairs i saw the police and then i then i left mm. and actually i'm tuckered out telling you all this story i'm going to go back to my room i'll be in 2c and she goes oh you really should see it for yourself yeah and then 
mean, yeah, and he talked about provoking people the other way around yeah, this time. This is he goes, you should really you see, should, it for yourself you see it for yourself. If, if you've got any guts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, not, oh, we, you know, it's real bad to get in the permits. Oh, that, oh, that's stopping you at you. So, you being an absolute pussy is what's stopping you. Is that what you're telling me? God's sake. Um, so, so I think while Mitchell is like still going through all of the footage, Diane and like unnamed um, cameraman, yeah, unnamed cameraman break in and to basically see what what happened, and they sort of see you sort of see. Also, didn't they break in really easy? I felt like they just literally just opened up the front door and was like, "Oh, we're in." Like there was, yeah. oh no, this yeah. door. Have you tried to push in door. a bit harder? Yeah, <laughs> but he will. <laughs> they broke it in. Um, and what do they see? There's obviously well, that famous like fallen down that they kind of look at. Sarah has said that she was in room two C, and when they go back to the hotel that they're doing the documentary, ah, yeah. and they go, and our hotel rooms don't have numbers. What do you think this is? This kind of a, it's not that kind of establishment, mate. Two C. Um, and after they've broken in, they walk through the hotel. And we see we see a couple of little bits. There's bits with like a broken plate, and there's like a weird picture on the wall that looks a bit like Sarah, which gave me a pause to be like because they mentioned when they find a broken plate, and they said, "Oh, this could be Sarah's mm. nan or something like that." Do, was Sarah a ghost all along? I think so. Yeah. So uh, actually, I don't know about all along, but I think so. Obviously, we'll we'll get to the reveal of this scene, but I think she's been a ghost since. She's been being in since she turned up in the interview room. I think. Yeah, I think she's definitely a ghost all that time. Yeah. Um. Um, So yeah, they find on the second floor they find a room called Two C, which obviously where Sarah said she was going to be. Um, open the door and she's there with her back to them. She loves that. Loves her back to them. They nip in. Uh, (laughs) And then the door slams. Um, loads of ghostly figures. Uh encroach upon them and I imagine the unnamed cameraman has just enough time to eject the tape and throw it out of the window of the house so we could capture <laughs> it for this um... for this footage. Yeah. That was my, right. that was my one big problem walking away. It's like how did they get the last 30 seconds of footage? That's true, yeah. Oh yeah, there is a moment as well where Mitchell's trying to call Diane. Oh, um, just... Obviously with with some level of news based on the tapes he's been reviewing and she like goes ha. Oh well, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it. it. Can't be. It can't be urgent. It's fine. I've only left him with one task, and maybe he's going to be updated. Maybe it could be good information. No, he's <laughs> probably just saying he's due his break. <laughs> I've been reviewing these tapes for five days. Yeah, um, we've we've left at five in the morning. I'm assuming the Mitchell's pulled an all night. Where we can pay for? Because when they said they're going to break in, they're like, "Oh, it's like five in the morning. Yeah. No one's going to be around." What are you oh, doing, yeah. Diane? Hmm. That's not a healthy work schedule. No. It's nuts. You're filming a documentary, um, not live from Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd be like, I'm just going to wait till like, I don't know, 1pm in the sun's highest in the sky. Just yeah. go in and have a look. I also feel um, like even this in this abandoned hotel in a tiny town, I don't reckon there's many people around there noon on a Sunday. I reckon no. you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go whenever. Absolutely. Um. And when, how does this reveal work when we sort of find out that, that, that Mitchell found a video of a Hell House, a member of the Hell House staff killing Sarah? And she's Wasn't been it Paul? Dead the whole time. It was Paul, Paul killing Sarah, yeah. 
That's and right. then she, oh, and yeah, then the camera pans to her on the ground, or the camera drops onto the ground, and you just see the side of her just spluttering out blood. Uh, yeah. And then oh, just yeah, like, you see... yeah, yeah, and then Paul slits like his throat because the police it. had said that, that one of the first people they found was a guy who'd slit his own throat. Yeah. Was, right, okay, okay, forgive me. How on earth, if you walked into a room and found someone on the floor with their throat slit, how, how would you immediately make the assumption they'd done that themselves, they had? Unless, I guess, even if they had something in their hand. Is that what we're thinking? Mm. Yeah, just the CSI. They'll zoom and enhance on that and they'll see what the, cut, the angle <laughs> the was. The other thing I'm thinking as well is that at the very beginning, they're like, there was one lone survivor, Sarah. Okay. But at the end of the film, you obviously see that Paul killed Sarah and her body's dead on the floor. So at some point, she's suddenly just gone, oh, I'm okay now, got back up, got all of these tapes and left. So, because there was no trace of her body afterwards, if she was, you know, yeah. classified as she so, survived. So I'm just she thinking stayed of the with logistics. family for three to six months. Yeah, like not eating, just being a bit, you know. Just, I guess she yeah. could have been an ethereal ghost all that time, and then just walked into the hotel with a bag of videotapes. Mm. I tell you, the real hero of this piece is Mitchell, in that he preserved that reveal to the very end when he was cutting the documentary together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows. He knows what's effective and what's not. And even okay, a completely but... normal man, the guy who was dressed as a clown, his loose end gets tied up that, oh, he died off camera. Mm. In fact, he was fine until recently and he declined to be interviewed, but then was found hung. Hung. In, in yeah. He's only gone and been hunged. Um, yeah. Okay, so that is Hell House LLC. Lovely, lovely cinema. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, name game. Have you got any name game, Andy? I've got some Maybe for we, you guys. We'll explain how name game works, uh, Leanne. So basically, we'll yeah. describe a movie with a synopsis very similar to Hell House, LLC. Um, but it's essentially just a play on words. Based on Andy's description, what is the title of the movie that will also sound like a bit Hell, like Hell, Hell House. House, LLC? Yeah. Oh, we'll do one and then it will make sense. Okay. So what's the... What's the synopsis of Hell House LLC, Ben? An unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour. A documentary tr- crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy. So that's a bit long. So, yeah. um, so in a documentary um, that tells the story of a sorcerer's apprentice, an animated rodent actually starts a business... Um, Casting magic for people, having graduated from that from that internship, is it Spell Mouse? Yes, LLC. <laughs> Spell Mouse LLC. Spell Mouse. Yeah, after becoming LLC, after the, after LLC, being the Sorcerer's it. Apprentice in Fantasia, Mickey Mouse graduated from working with the Sorcerer and became Spell Mouse. Wow. LLC. Okay. Right. Every you time you give me, every time you give me an example, I always feel terrible because mine are always not good. Come on. Um, well, not as good as that. I don't know if you listened to any episodes recently, Andy, where I've been I had to do it solo, and you've had to hear my terrible, terrible <laughs> attempts. Okay. Don't do yourself down, Ben. They were hard. They were hard ones to do. I liked no, the Fair Witch last week. Fair oh, Witch yeah. was perfectly gettable. It was perfectly gettable. It was okay. So this one slightly, I reckon, slightly easier than that one. So, a documentary crew turn up 
to to after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers. Um, but it's a husband and wife duo who are doing it, and they actually hate each other while they're making this documentary. Is it Hell Spouse LLC? Hell Spouse LLC, correct. <laughs> that, that is the answer. Yeah. Um, and he's a bear. <laughs> more obscure and awful um so a, a documentary crew um working behind the scenes uh, uh during the filming of star wars they go around slagging off the actor inside the darth vader outfit saying that he bloody stinks wait a minute oh the actor in the darth vader suit he's he's bristolian as well he is. You should know him, Ben. Your neighbours. Oh, shit. What's his name? Prouse. Yes. Smell Prouse. Smell Prouse, LLC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Leon, I have been doing I'm this. So, I'm so bad I, at this. I'm I've like, been doing I'm... this for a hundred... <laughs> I've been doing episodes. this for hundreds of episodes and I feel like I know exactly, mostly how Andy's brain sometimes works so that's why i've definitely got an advantage on this i sit here on the days of recording like thinking of words like trying to make sure when you're about to name your kid and making sure no one will te- make fun of them because their name rhymes with farts or something like that yeah. i sit there going like spell mouse <laughs> spell okay my my next one is while mitchell is editing together this documentary about a uh <laughs> About an unexplained malfunction caused by the death, causing the death of fifteen people. About a haunted, ha- a haunted Halloween house tour. Um, he loses his temper at the at the effectiveness of his computer device, which allows him to point his cursor at pe- various parts on the on the timeline while he's editing the movie. He loses Is his it... temper. It's something mouse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, is it, it Hellmouse? Nearly, he's lost his temper though. He's even swearing. How rude! Fucking Hellmouse! Fucking Hellmouse! <laughs> Work a little bit better, for God's sake! Oh, very good. Any um, more, Andy? Yeah, I got one. So, <laughs> actually, after a terrible incident where loads of their staff and visitors were killed at a haunted Halloween attraction, um. Alex, having survived the event, restarts a new business where he's very focused on health and safety um, and makes an absolute fortune going around churches where um, they've been they've been yanking those ropes too hard and making the musical instrument slash alarm thing that you have at the top of a church too bloody hot. So Alex goes around just wazzing water over them to cool them down. What's the name of his company? Bell. Oh. Bell. Douse. Bell Douse. Bell Douse. Very good. Bell Douse LLC. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> you got one. Amazing. Bell Douse. Oh, the alarm. The, the church alarm. Hang on a minute. That alarm's deafening me. <laughs> bell, there you it's getting too hot. The tower's going to catch fire. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> You need the services of Beldaus LLC. <laughs> Alex is shit at marketing, though. Bollocks. How's he going to get the word out? <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Is that it, Andy? Um, I've got I've got two more if you want. 
Jesus Christ. Okay, go on. Um, okay, so um, knowing that there are very many names for this insect around the world, Ben, some including grandfather, sorry, in joke there, but oh, yeah. um, this particular version of this creature lives down little pits that you keep water in and get it out with a bucket. And they investigate it in a documentary. Well louse. The well louse. Very good. Very good. Apparently there's lots uh, of name for woodlice. Le- Leah, what do you call a woodlice? Have you got what would you call woodlice. a little wood woodlice? Woodlice. Yeah. Have you got a little nick- little nickname for it? No, woodlice. Just not woodlice. a grandfather, which apparently it's called in some cultures. Some people call it a grandfather, some bully call it a, a what's it called? A chucky pig. Chucky pig. I've heard that, which no, a, no, no. A, no, mon- yeah. a monkey pee or something like that. Is yeah. That... <laughs> Pill bug. No. No woodlice. Just a just a woodlice. Standard. Standard. Just that one Standard. name that everyone in the world uses. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got one more, Andy? Uh one more. So um a documentary crew not wanting to upset everybody with harrowing video footage of uh, a group of people losing their lives in a haunted house attraction instead um, make a documentary about just a brilliant game bird that lives in the UK and has a brand of whiskey named after it. Grouse. Yeah, what, Bell, what grouse, grouse. It's really, really, It's really good, it's brilliant, it's a really nice guy to hang around with, but Swell grouse. A swell grouse. Very good. Yes. <laughs> there you go. If we carried on doing these all night, I feel like you're just going to get every single one before me now. <laughs> sometimes you just need. Sometimes you need a couple Practice. just to get yeah. you to get you in into the swing of things. Good work, Andy. Five out. Well, you know, you're knocking them out. They're like, ah, yes, Nell, Nels. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, so now we've got to rate the movie. From A to F, pluses and minuses are allowed. Uh, Leanne, what would you like to rate Hellhouse LLC? B plus. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, any, any any reasoning behind that? Possibly, um, like you mentioned earlier, the 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 needs to carry that camera everywhere kind of doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't match up. Really. There's there's points in the film which you wouldn't have woken up instantly and got the camera up and like like you said when um Paul goes missing you don't go in the room and then just pick the camera I don't know there was just things like that now that you've pointed that out but I think the scares were fantastic really well done you felt like I felt like I was in the film it was very claustrophobic um yeah and they they kept they kept a little bit of um kind of made you um that with the plot and stuff like like who were who is the people who are the people in the robes and how is it haunted what did they really do in the basement they um they didn't give all that away my brain's a bit dead at the moment so i'm trying kept to think of the my- word kept some mysteries Myst- didn't yeah, they? yeah that's the word yeah it's oh, just nice. yeah you don't need to have everything we've learned that from recent aliens and movies like let's have a bit yeah. of mystery i yeah. think I think, sorry, jumping in there, Andy. I think I'll probably go for a, just a C plus on this one. Um, I might feel differently if I watch it again, or maybe if I watch them in the sequel, see how they sort of add to the to the mythos surrounding it. I thought it was a good fan footage horror film. I find a lot of the characters a bit annoying, and I know mm. that's not that shouldn't affect the film massively. Um, 
but yeah, some of the scares were really well done. I just kind of think that final 20 minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes, I kind of got a bit lost and perhaps it didn't go in a direction that I wanted it to. I think the setup was great. And in terms of a concept, I think it's great. And the setup is great. Um, and some of the scares were really well done. I just think the the sort of the final 20 minutes, I was a little bit left a little bit disappointed by. Um, but I like the framing of it, like as a documentary as well. What do you think, Andy? Um, I'm, I think I'm with you, Ben. I'm going to C plus on this one. I think some really cool set pieces. I really like what they did with the clowns. I really like some of the subtle little little visual cues you have in there as it builds up that tension. Um, I quite like the, the sort of frantic nature at the end. I think the bits that hold it back from higher ratings from me are maybe just some of those little bits where I think it would be possible to come up with a contrivance as to how you got that last bit of footage or, you know, maybe the cameraman is the person that's okay. He gets shot out of the room or mm. something like that. I think you could have yeah. just tweaked it ever so slightly just to hit those parts, just so pedants like me can't get away with, oh, how did that work? Um, I think they could have genuinely benefited from a little bit more diversity just so it's easy to look at the characters apart. And I, I get it, you know, it's a small budget. Maybe these are people you know. Um but give someone a, a bit of a different look, maybe, you know, make one of them a goth or into something else. You know what I mean? Like do something just so they stand out a little bit more visually or in terms of personality. I think that would have gone that would have gone a long way. Um, but from a for a low budget bit of found footage, there are some cr- incredibly effective little bits here. I think genuinely some of those bits with the clowns uh and some of the tension that they build up like when they wake up and the clown is just in the middle of the thing and they're trying to carry it back down the stairs and then are running around some really brilliant tension so there's and the, the piano's playing they even touch on that and yeah. they go back and it's a bit yeah. yeah and it's a really neat job of showing things out of context early in the film and then bringing it back later some really good bits, but I think it's just mm. let down when it's forced to show us more as well. So when we do see the robed figures at the end, I think they can never hold up to how scary they are in theory to when we mm. finally get to see them. But still, C's de- get degrees, Ben. So, um, you know, you're. Uh, it's a really solid um, found footage movie. Maybe not overtaking the absolute champions of the genre like Blair Witch but still good, enjoyable I'm glad the end gave us a reason to watch it yeah, most definitely (laughs) there we go, Um, okay so that was Hell House LLC, thanks so much for joining us, Leanne, where can our listeners find more from you online? Um, So on Twitter it's ghostess underscore Leanne or um, at UK Parasock which is the UK Paranormal Society's Twitter account. Um, yeah, and I think on Instagram, it's also ghostess with the mostess. So yeah, Very that's good. where you can find me. I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons, including John Crinnan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Scott Rigby, Lane, Pen- Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlow, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, Troy Bursch, Rosalind Harnias, and Pazuzu. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. 
please consider giving us a rating or review. Head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok all over the place. Just search Horror Hangout Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, next week is uh, we're starting July episodes, and uh, to be confirmed, currently we've not it's not decided exactly what films we're going to cover. However, um, yeah, we will be announcing that. What's the very, socials very the next soon. few days, everybody? We're on the cusp of deciding. <laughs> we are on the cusp, uh, but yeah, thanks again, Leanne. That was a lot of fun. Had a really loved good time. The, loved the trivia. Loved all the paranormal <laughs> investigating stuff. Um, looking forward to to checking out more as well of that uh also thanks i look everybody. forward to your inevitable appearance on uncanny leanne yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day uh yeah so thanks a lot thanks everybody for listening uh we'll see you next week bye for now everybody see you later. bye bye The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.